I don't know about you guys, but surfing the internet these past few weeks has felt like a damn fever dream. Well, we some kind of suicide squad. This is what happens when the comic book fanboys... The fanboys are mad at the critics. ...goods from the get-go, the kind of film that To say that the movie loses the plot would not be strictly accurate, for that would imply there was a plot... The critics are mad at the filmmakers. ...of the movie's astonishing... all you would have with one sword stroke, just like... ...the writer-director David Ayer doesn't the right graphic technique for a comic book style jamboree. He's strictly a The filmmakers are mad at the critics too, I guess. The film's really setting and opening raise the scene for a different that never really unfolds. Sometimes it's good to be bad. In the Suicide Squad's case, bad is just plain bad. It gives I just can't take it anymore. So, we're doing it. On this episode of Movies from My Life, Suicide Squad. All right, so this is Devin. Hello. That's uh, Brent. Guys. <laughs> I missed it. You did. And I'm Brandon. You've broken the streak, my friend. You can go back to doing your own intro. Although I was always a fan of, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I always liked that one. Um, and this is our by request Suicide Squad episode. You guys have been saying, why the fuck aren't you doing a Suicide Squad episode? Uh, and so now we are. We're, uh, we're giving into peer pressure. So, um, this film, first of all, you know, we were just talking off air about how it is now the record holder for biggest box office opening in the month of August, first weekend, uh, in the month of August, which is great. Um, good for Warner brothers because they need it, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, critically this film is, has just been destroyed. Uh, currently holds what on Rotten Tomatoes? 27%. Yeah, which um, fan score is like 70, though. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to tell you guys, I actually, uh, a friend of the show, a friend of ours, oh, which, who will remain nameless, sent me a uh, a review just before the movie came out. And she and I had very different uh, interpretations on what uh, the reviewer was saying. Uh, really well-written v- review, but... Uh, it was just destroying this film by just telling you everything about the Suicide Squad. So for the uninitiated, they're reading this and just going, oh, wow, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but for anyone else, <clears throat> when I read the article, I didn't understand that it was a bad review. <laughs> like someone else had to tell me that it was a bad review <laughs> because... Uh, I just thought like, oh wow, they're being kind of mean to to you know to the movie, but they're also just telling you the story of Suicide Squad. This is a this is a good piece, uh, and it's so interesting because I think a lot of uh, the really really negative reviews are the fact that this is uh, a lesser known property. Mm-hmm. It is a, a niche property. A lot of us uh, even didn't really read it as kids. To be like full transparency, I, I I've never read this. Comic has been around in some form since 1959, um, or at least they've come in and out of different, uh, you know, uh, series, and they've played roles uh, along with Argus and like several, like you know, episode, uh, different periods, like fighting Darkseid, for example, and shit like that. There's different times when they popped up, but you don't. It's like, all right, whatever. Where's fucking Batman? 
where's Superman? You know, <laughs> yeah. like let's. So it, it, to be completely transparent, it's not something that I'm super versed on, but I do love the animated, the uh, Batman Assault on Arkham. Assault Asylum. on Arkham. Yeah. That's right. Uh, great animated, um, which had. Uh, it did have Kevin Connolly in it as Batman. I'm trying to think of who voiced uh, the Joker because it wasn't Hamill. It was the other guy who's amazing at it, uh, Troy Baker. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And so a- excellent, excellent uh, animated. I really enjoyed it. And and that's what first got me interested in Suicide Squad and first started me down the, the rabbit hole of looking into them. So as only novice... Uh, knowledge bases within the 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 universe of the suicide squad i can cop to that yeah what (laughs) what are your initial interpretations on the film before we get into details do you guys like the film you hate the film what do you think interpretations or reactions my interpretation is it was a movie about the suicide (laughs) (laughs) what are your initial reactions you're right um i i went into it literally expecting the the absolute worst um let it uh be known and i'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more uh not the biggest jared leto fan mm-hmm. Nico leto, mm-hmm. whatever good reason um so that oh method actor right. jared leto uh, right method yeah. method actor jared leto <laughs> yes i not um, when i'm sipping my coffee <laughs> i'm sorry but um <laughs> Beyond that, it seems very der- uh, derivative of the moves that Marvel is making to some degree. Um, the whole, like it, the extended it seems, universe idea. Y- yeah, it yeah. seems like they're 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 really doing that as a reaction, not not as a, a sort of a pre planned move. Okay. So I think a lot of what I've seen from like in, including um, Batman vs Superman and, and uh, uh, the, Man of Steel, uh, Man of Steel, and. Um, uh, the upcoming Justice League movie and Wonder Woman, which looks fantastic. Yeah, one, uh, that that trailer we saw today actually looked. looked oh uh, fuck, man! Looked dope which we're going to talk a little bit more about Argus later when we get into this. So and the I, connection that could be there mm-hmm. between these films. So I wasn't, um, I wasn't really uh, excited Expecting, to see yeah. to see uh, this movie. And to be honest, going in with that expectation, uh, I. I have come out, you know, at, at least um, to whatever extent I can be on its side. I mean, I think it, yeah. was, it was it was decent, you know. <laughs> I, I think 20... you said you liked this better than Civil War when we came out of the yeah, film. But I didn't really Whoa. like Civil War that much. Oh, okay. I thought it was it was a bit hobbled. Because for a second there, I thought you were firing shots. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the, but I mean, to compare the the whole catalogs, though, yeah. I mean, Civil War was probably the weakest of the Marvel movies so far, and and by a large agree, margin, but, yeah. I think personally i thought the falcon movie was great <laughs> <laughs> in any case we're not here to debate that look it up yeah i'm on it <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was all right barring the the issues that that, that um we obviously have with it that we talked yeah to, we'll get into it more so, so you like the so, film yeah it was pretty good it was fun it was um I mean, it was a very typical, like, you know, here's a problem, introduce the characters. Yeah. Like, it's very sort of, you know, sort of formulaic superhero movie, but, but you know, that's that's a fun thing to watch. Like, yeah. just sort of the opening and closing of a story in a single movie for fucking once. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, with uh, a lot of the other Marvel properties, you do have, you know, kind of... Um, 
well, get a little a bit sick property, of the, it's a DC no, 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 I'm uh, saying, but what you see, oh, from, see. from the way I that see. Marvel has created their cinematic yeah. universe, it's almost, you're always waiting for the next movie. Yeah. It's a hype it's like, machine. It, it's hype all, machine. yeah. Whereas, whereas with this, at least it was like basically bookended. You saw to a movie. Degree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, initial well, I thoughts? Gonna, I was going to say, no, you're absolutely right with that, <clears throat> sorry, interpretation of it there where that it is sort of self-contained and all like, you know, the, the post-credit scene and that kind of stuff, the way yeah. it all sort of suggests things without, you know, mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. giving you a cliffhanger, without really giving you that. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, if you know the comics, and again, I'm not really well-versed in it, but I do know a bit about it, mm-hmm. but I know there was that one, um, they did a Suicide Squad versus Justice League and Justice League versus Suicide Squad yeah. comic, you know, decades ago, whatever it was, but the covers are just like, the different perspectives of the same scene. So one of them is like the Suicide Squad facing facing the Justice League, and mm-hmm. then the other one is just, Justice League facing. Suicide and it's like Squad. the same drawing, yeah, yeah. but just from the other angle. And so the whole post credit scene really sort of hints at that without overtly saying that there is going to be a face off, and uh, what's her face is going to use her leverage superpower, you know, to like uh, oh Amanda Waller, yeah. That's yeah. It just to sort of like set this off. Um, no, I went in the same way being like, there is no way this is going to live up to the hype, especially with the really uneven promotional materials, how it just sort of changed from month to month. Yeah. And you know, like the Harley Quinn and Joker fan kids just going nuts and be like, finally we get to see it. And the, mm. the costumes look so good and everything. And I'm and like, talk about an emotional payoff that the little, uh, the scene of them dancing is like, <laughs> Oh, that's direct a, that's from a, that. Yeah. 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 That that's, one image. Uh, that's a huge you know, fangasm, right? There. I don't know how many of like couples I know yeah. in real life who've like photoshopped themselves yeah. and, that, and like that kind of thing. And so, yeah, like I get that. And in terms of, you know, that sort of fan service, uh, they did their best. It wasn't necessarily good enough. And this was something I was saying before we started where it's just like, um, they were touching on some very, you know, sacred properties for fans and no, they did not do it justice. No, yeah. this was not a perfect movie. Was it summertime, end of summer, August, non-tentpole popcorn fair? Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a, I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun. I thought it was better than I thought. I knew it would not live up to those expectations. So I was really happy with it. And those yeah. are the things that got me where, yeah, like a lot of the, the cliches, Mm-hmm. Not even comic book cliches, but just like everything from stereotypes to just uh, you know character arcs and that kind of thing. It was it was pretty ham fisted. It was not you know uh, um, no this is no this film this, this, this was se. no this was no opus of of you know like a grand opus or anything like that. But no, I, so I, the, I the editing and the sound work was incredibly finesse work, which we'll get into later. One scene where Deadshot standing on the police car and they just kind of like do that slow oh, like yeah. angle up. That was a great shot. Oh, and that was like a moment where I actually in my head in the theater was like, this is why Will Smith is one of the most important uh, leading men in Hollywood of our generation. And and that was the thing. Because like, he can turn a fucking movie around in yeah, one moment. And that's the thing. He was he was the revelation for me. Like Harley Quinn, like, man, like uh, Margot Robbie's accent went in and out. Maybe that was a, a symptom of the reshoots and she was at a character yeah, for too long or something. The stairwell scene was she went no full, accent She went full at all. Australian at times. It was yeah. weird. But it, and I was like, yeah. why'd you keep that in? Why didn't you fix that with a voiceover or something? You know? And, uh, and fine. And then like... Just do it. it yeah, you just... Because they did, you got to assume that Enchantress is there's a bunch of ADR or at least post work. Yeah. Obviously, oh, there has to be so. just like, and, and that was the thing. So when it, when it just came down to it, though, I had a lot of fun. I feel bad for Warner that like you know all the box office. <laughs> don't drop. feel bad for them just, because I'm, the fucking <clears throat> money is just rolling in. Well, but I mean, so that was, who, they don't care about this, reviewers. That's what I'm getting at because Batman versus Superman just dropped off after the first week, and apparently Suicide yeah. Squad has now done the same. 
It's like a huge drop off as I, well. I don't think that's accurate because I just read it today. Okay, because they're at they're like they're a halfway to a billion dollars. Oh, I know. And then apparently it's dropped like seventy <laughs> percent. Damn. But apparently it's dropped like seventy percent in its second weekend. Yeah. And like that was the thing. They're like, this is paralleling whatever. And then I'm sure that's some sensationalist media. And mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of you know revenue, well, it only it's opened there. in some markets recently yeah. too, and it took the. The top, oh yeah, and they, and they had a Thursday opening and, so and everything, forth, yeah. yeah so. But uh, just when it came down to it, I mean, like same thing. I was a fan of Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice insofar as these are not, you know, pinnacles of the genre, but they're fine. I'll watch them. Um, they didn't shit on my childhood because I was just not married to that source material. You know, yeah. it wasn't important to me in the way that it has been to a lot of people that I know. So I understand their frustration. Mm. But yeah. when it really comes down to it, it's like, why is everybody so angry? Like, okay, I know why, but I just can't relate. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. My The first thing I want to say is that I, I'm writing the same thing twice here as a note. So that's not going <laughs> to... Must be important. Yeah, twice. Um, I like the film. Yeah. I like it because, again, I've said it in many episodes, I get... The sound work is is really really good, and it was one of the first things I noticed. Mm. Also, um, it is a very cookie cutter film. I am on your side mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, literally, we were talking about it a little bit earlier today, Devin, where there are shots and they're both auditory and visual cues that um, are essentially safeguards against people not understanding things, mm. which is great because it also makes the movie enjoyable at a surface level like in uh, later on in the show we're going to get into a lot of real nerd shit <laughs> on this movie but right now just talking about it casually this this film uh it it does a great job in terms of just just feeding you a movie you know this mm-hmm. is this is like mm-hmm. a pizza <laughs> this isn't filet mignon Pizza's pretty trendy right now. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, (laughs) if you ask a 15-year-old what they want for dinner, they're going to say pizza. They're not going to say, you know, take me... Can you make me some gnocchi from scratch? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, and in that way, the the film succeeded. Also, I think that all these negative reviews might have changed entirely if... If anyone knew anything about Suicide Squad that was fucking reviewing this, because I saw that opening sequence Mm -hmm. and that in I've seen in print so many times now that that was just fucking destroyed. Like, why are they doing this? They're just throwing you all these characters and everything. And it's like, that's what the animated does. And that's what a lot of Suicide Squad movies do or movies uh, comics do. Yeah, because you've got your like three panel intro and then exactly because it's not important you're supposed to it's it's a reaffirmation that these people are just fucking garbage yeah like in reality and you're supposed to kind of fall in love with the garbage so to speak these are the dregs of society and they're they're expendable well they're also the dregs of the 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 continuity because these are the b-listers yeah you know and that's a big conversation i've had to have with a lot of friends where they're just like well why wasn't the joker in it why was all this i'm like because these are like these also rares you know and so they need to bring you up to speed and they need to be fluffy and inconsequential Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. it's like this guy's bad next guy they're also bad you know exactly. and like the only reason you know Harley Quinn is cuz you you have a hard on for that from the from the, from the, animated, the, the animated series, series. yeah were, exactly you know, where they yeah. were cre- he, she was created yeah and that's so. just one that's a conversation i found myself having a lot in the aftermath was just explaining i'm like this is not iron man or superman or anything like that like these are the people you don't know about you know no i agree one thing i wanted to mention and uh, 
Is it all right if we get into some details now, gentlemen? Oh, for sure. Not to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut you short there. No, no, yeah, no. That's segue. Um, the, uh, the Batman scenes in the film. I liked them. I liked them too. But And two of them, two of the three, are perfect. And we're going to get into spoiler territory now. So if you haven't seen the film, you should probably turn this off if, and then go watch the film, come back and listen to it. Uh, or if you care. If you don't, then keep listening. Uh, you know, whatever. Argue with me on Twitter. Come on, watch the movie. <laughs> All right. But... The bat, the first Batman scene, the, dead the shot fucking one. Deadshot yeah. one. I turned like first thing when we came out of the theater, Devin. I turned to you and I said, uh, "What the fuck was that?" Because he approaches Deadshot in a fucking alley with his child. Like if that goes wrong, that's yep. literally a flashback to his childhood. Yep. Batman would never do that. He would never involve a child in what could potentially be a serious injury, an incarceration, or a murder yep. of their, if something goes really wrong of their fucking parents. He would never do that to a child because he his whole life is based on that one moment of his life. Like that that was so fucking wrong. I can't even understand why they would fucking do that. But uh, if it was just anywhere, like it would have been great if you saw Batman track him through the alley, the drop off the kid. She, you know, either yeah. she goes to sleep and he's in the house with him, or uh, anything like that, or just uh, you know, after he leaves, after he drops him off to the deadbeat, uh, you know, stepdad and and the the mom or something like that, which they mentioned. There's that great line: uh, "Darnell doesn't come." Yeah, at the, at yeah. the prison, yeah. which is great. <laughs> if if they're if they did that, it would have made so much more sense because it just like Batman is my favorite thing in this universe. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I I now think I truly do that that Affleck is the best Batman I've ever seen. Oh, when and he, I, I, I want, will fight that to the death. So when, like, he, when he comes, I out truly with his... do. I think he's fantastic. We'll get which I got into in the BBS panel. But but you know, if he's writing, directing, and starring in the next one, I am curious. Yeah, <laughs> and I want I want a long Halloween movie. That's yeah. what I want oh, because yeah, you know yeah. how many yeah. fucking characters that can bring in. Oh, man. and I want uh, I want Matt Damon as Two Face. Uh, for... <laughs> mm. Interesting. For reference, since people will only be hearing this, I have been shaking my head. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, you don't agree with well, me on I mean, Batman, th- but thing. I, lo- I love him as Batman. But right, but that, I think that, he's fantastic because he's a detective and because he's fucking brutal. But that's the thing. That's, and that, because he's huge. There you go. No, but that alley scene, you're right. It's problematic from the outset because mm-hmm. of the way the writers wrote themselves into a corner. Like the mm-hmm. daughter had to be there. And that, she has the I, emotional I, crux and of that, the scene. That never should have been written. Not at their house while she's asleep. Not anything. They should have found a different way. Mm-hmm. Right? But I mean, that's I'm, why I'm sure. If he's in the house with Deadshot when he's in bed. Deadshot yeah. wakes up, knows he's there, and like, and but, Batman says, "Don't wake your daughter." Right, but, you know but like I mean? the way they've they've pre- like predicated it is on the daughter stepping in, yeah, right. Because even have the flashback later of what if it went differently, yeah, right? exactly, that kind of thing. And I'm like, I get why they're doing it, but I mean, that's just some tone deaf writing, mm-hmm. you know. But conversely, yes, the two other scenes are perfect. Oh, the, the, the Young Street one? The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have him saving Harley Quinn, even though you literally see on the fucking screen, they write it on the screen that uh, she's complicit in, in Jason Todd's murder. Yep. And, uh, and, that, and also the scene, that gives more context to the scene from Dawn of Justice Ultimate Cut, where yeah. they show the old uniform with the spray paint on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that is in the actual theatrical is it? cut. I never too. saw the yeah. theatrical cut, sorry. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. if that was new or not. But mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's in the film. Cool. Because uh, Danny asked me about it right after. He's like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I I really liked that that Harley Quinn scene because I love how it plays out. It shows the difference between the Joker of that universe and the Batman of that yeah. universe. So it's interesting. And then of course the final one, which again, spoilers if you haven't stopped listening now and you don't want to hear this, um, the scene where Bruce Wayne kind of guarantees like the JLA will protect Waller and keep her in power at Argus if you know. Um, if he if more he info gets the files metahumans yeah. exactly um and then he also like you said off air brent um hints that she, he wants the suicide squad shut down yeah and then she just has like a zinger of her again that's her whole thing like her superpower is just ideal and leverage you yeah know, whatever whatever the line was but and, yeah. and he's yeah and she's like you should stop working nights you look tired yeah exactly <laughs> bit of a scummy batman move though I don't know, just dealing with Have you never read a Batman comic? He's pretty fucking scummy. Yeah, man. (laughs) I got my Detective Comics 600 from, like, you know, the grocery store from the 80s, and I'm just like... This is dark, bro. He's not very scummy when it comes to justice. I don't, I don't know, know, man. In, in Batman, to, in Batman when it Returns, comes to the the word of the law, he is not extremely scummy. I don't know, man. No. What to have him turn around and be like? No, he's got his own moral compass that completely. Is, that is. Yeah, he knows better than us, and he definitely <laughs> knows better than Waller. <laughs> also, I, if he's already associated with uh, with Wonder Woman, which you know he is, yeah. then he, he and presumably you're going to see in the Wonder Woman film. Uh, the Steve Trevor connection to Argus, you're going to see the founding of Argus probably. Mm. So if that's the case, then then Wonder Woman has sent, or or at least shared this information with uh, um, Bruce. You know, so I, I, it's ironic though. You're right in that he's almost playing a leverage move on her when he's like saying, "I want friends," and she says, "I want leverage." And but I see your point. But he's totally scummy, dude. Batman That's why I love him. I, I'm saying, yeah, exactly. I'm when he, when he, Batman returns, when he takes Penguin's henchman with the dynamite, throws puts him down his, a fucking like, puts him puts whatever, and throws him down like a sewer and blows up. I'm like, dude, that was dark, man. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm just saying in terms of like this is this is a person that is giving all of these criminals that you've you've put in, yeah, basically if. You know, not not a free pass, but I mean, a hell of a lot more than than they should be otherwise getting. That's and, why he's telling he's, her to shut it. Yeah, down. Yeah, he's like, though. we'll he's shut it down if you don't. No, he's like, no, he's he straight we'll up. He's like, we'll take care of it if you don't shut it down. And then, um, and then you know, she tries to pull it on him. But that goes back to the comic I was talking. Beginning, they're setting yeah. up a JLA versus Suicide Squad. Oh, totally. Movie, you know, totally. I need to see the exact quote again because I don't think that's that's how it came off when I saw it. I don't. Yeah. I I heard it more as like. Because she says you should stop working nights or whatever, and he yeah. says you should stop this thing, kind of a thing. Well, it's I'm like, not gonna lie, it's mm-hmm. a should, not not yeah. not. You're oh, gonna get shut down. They're it's, not yeah, very thinly like veiled. Threat, well, but then yeah. the next Probably line is, or, or my friends will shut it down, or me and my friends will shut it down yeah. for you. Now, I'm, uh, in all fairness, I really, really had to pee, so I kind of rushed out of the theater while that was happening. I might have tuned out. I didn't. Yeah. But no, and <laughs> but no, I mean that again. That whole thing, I think that was just a little bit of a power play, mm-hmm. like two smart people like jabbing each other, and absolutely thinly veiled threats and whatnot. But um, yeah, no, like we'll wait and see. I feel like they do have a plan. I feel like it's not completely, uh, you know, wrong footed as people say it is so mm-hmm. far. Like yeah. my one friend, he was um, like, "This is my favorite of the three in I, this I, extended universe." So I agree, far. and it's not even that good, which is saying something. <laughs> But it's still good. It's fun. Yeah. But I mean, that was the thing where it's just like my one friend was like, I hate how they're doing all the team building without like building anything. I'm like, they really haven't. Because he hadn't, my friend hadn't seen any of them. He just heard about it. And I was like, dude, like 
if you trace the three movies so far, yeah, it's basically just like Superman shows up and then, um, you know, Lex manipulates Superman and Batman. Wonder Woman shows up, doesn't do much, mm-hmm. and they're just setting everything up. But they haven't really done like a whole lot of like jumping the shark world building. You know what yeah. I mean? They haven't like jumped way ahead and be like, oh, now you're best friends. Mm-hmm. It's more like. It, 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 in, in context, it makes sense. It's not yeah. as rushed as people think it is. But I mean, I guess it's not a they slow burn. They did it with this, like, but they did it because that's the style that's indicative of this yeah. film. Literally a panel with stats on them. Yeah. Or, it, you know, it's it's the equivalent of the page, uh, you know, yeah. reading their dossier. It's yeah. just jumping off the screen yeah. at you and it's colorful and what have you. Um, probably so that yeah. it looks awesome in 3D. But I mean, that's the thing. So like, just to get back to the point, like that scene, like... I agree with you. It's it's a little weird. It's like, what do you make of it? But I I, I kind of give them points for that, just because it is there, there. There is some vagueness to it, you know. And we'll see what they do with it. You know, I'm not saying I have faith that it's going to be amazing, but I'm like, I kind of have a hint of where you're going, and I'm not really upset about it. Yeah, you know. But happy it was a mid credit. Um, yeah, exactly. Than a post credit because because I don't want to see that soundtrack it, list. Like... <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, Kevin Smith had a uh, a review on the movie where he t- he talked about like this is the uh, the most music he's seen like jammed into the opening of a film since Casino, <laughs> and, I, and I love that reference. I think that's great. Um, and then he also said something along the lines of like, the, it's clear that they had like carte blanche, just like spend whatever you want, just oh, like yeah. make it rain with fucking, uh, uh, tunage. I was going to say earlier when you said they've almost hit a billion dollars, like, oh good. So they've <laughs> almost the paid back the Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I mean like that, you know, like, let's, NACDC, yeah. you know, let's, let's talk Snyder and talk Watchmen White and talk Strikes. soundtrack. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so like it, it harkens back to that. And then also, but I mean, the other one is Batman Forever is still the best movie soundtrack ever. Like, just the shit they put together for that. Like, dude, like everything from U2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like U2, the Offspring, Seal, (laughs) Flaming Lips, Sunny Day Real Estate, um, Everything But The Girl, or whatever, um, what's her name from Everything But The Girl, um, Brandy, um, it's a good soundtrack. PJ Harvey, like it's amazing. And I'm like, I kind of miss those days when like a movie came out, like Turtles came out. You you go buy that tape. Yeah, exactly. Or like even Ghostbusters two kind of had it, you know. And it's that kind of thing where (laughs) check out the new Yak Kid K song on the fucking Turtles. What was it? Like Yak Kid K is back again. again. Just picked up paper and pen to create a little song to sing so y'all can hear the gym at Barink. And it just goes off, and I'm just like, wait, what band were you in? (laughs) Teenage Turtles are awesome. (laughs) T R T L E Power. No, that's not that. No, I know that's not that one. That's the other song. I know, I know. But like, (laughs) and the one we're singing is off two. I think it is off two. It's the it's the opening track off the the two sound. One two one two that fucking one two one two one two yeah I listen to that a lot but I'm just saying that's the thing this I kind of I kind of had hope that this would harken back to the cool soundtrack I just what Twenty One Pilots are huge I get that yeah that song's actually not the worst Mm. but um yeah it didn't do it for me because it was weird because it was like that '90s style of like big soundtrack to go with big movie but Mm. then it was also like Snyder you know just like kind of faffing about with like let's put an iconic song on an iconic scene to make it all iconic and i'm like eh, it kind of didn't work you think snyder had a fairly big say in soundtrack i don't, I don't know, know if he had a, i don't know if he had a big say but i just feel like it, it just felt so reminiscent of it an exec producer he is this? but i just like it felt so reminiscent to me yeah. you know it, it was almost though as as though each of those like intro scenes that they did were like shot completely um 
independent or well like Sni- snyder shot the flash scene right but like shot and edited as like one piece mm-hmm. things Vignette, and then just strung yeah. together because of like, how yeah. how rapid fire those those like wrestling openings or something because yeah. well, it was weird because they <laughs> open they open just... with like deadshot and harley quinn then more of the movie then the rest of the character introductions yeah. after right i thought that was a but little disjointed that, but... yeah you're right they should have done it like they've always done it in the yeah. comics a little bit more concise in terms of putting it all together yeah the Go fact that they broke the it up like i get it those are your two biggest stars i get it but i don't know it felt a little weird a little uneven i am happy with that reshoot though with the deadshot reshoot um the uh, the money extortion for the assassination. Mm, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that scene. I was quite happy with it. But then there's like, oh, welcome the guy who can climb anything. Cool, let's blow up his head. Yeah, they didn't, they, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't even, even tell you his name. Tell like, him yeah. until, until he showed up and he got out of the car. And I feel like that was an ADR line because you don't see Joel Kinnaman say it. Right. And it's just like, there's, there's Slipknot. He can climb anything. <laughs> and then it cuts back to fucking Kinnaman and he's saying nothing. <laughs> yeah yeah here's an explanation of this character that was gonna die that was two <laughs> other problems i had i would i would have wanted one more scene with the mask on deadshot yeah that was weird. and i would have wanted uh one more kill i would have wanted one more character to go okay and not fucking clint eastwood's kid like you know <laughs> like why i i love how and we were joking around about this like killer crocs like thinking about it as he's swimming out there and he's like oh fuck if i detonate this bomb I'm going to die. Oh, no, these monsters. I, I'll fight them off. You go ahead and blow up the bomb and kill yourself. I'll just stay here. You know, like, it was just so weird. And Okay, just speaking of like the Deadshot mask, maybe I missed this. This yeah. one felt a little awkward to me, but he's just like, he's like, you know, why don't you like wearing that? He's like, no, that's the problem. I do like wearing it. When mm-hmm. I put it on, people die, whatever the lines were. Well, he were. said that about the suit, not about the... Uh... I thought it was the mask. Like, no, he... I think he said it about the suit. Okay, because it was... Then, it, then it let the, the, uh... He's looking at the mask. Yeah, that's saying. what it was. But and it then... was the doesn't fit, uh, a little extra junk in the trunk was the line before it. Oh, uh, okay. But because what got me was when he puts it on towards the end and she's just like, pussy. And I was like, wait, that felt weird. Did I miss something there? No, she, that she doesn't she say that to the other ones? I thought she said that to him when he put the mask on. No, uh, oh, yeah, you're does. right. You're right. Yeah, she does. Uh, yeah, I, in I, the office building. Yeah, I yeah. didn't get that. Like, why? Like, he said, I like it because everyone dies when I put this on. So he puts it on and she's like, pussy. And I'm like, I think it's face protection, maybe. She's but I'm like, but, to that. I don't know. Which doesn't make any sense because he's about to, like, murk everyone in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and, like,. I don't know. Man. She threw around a lot of pussies too. She was calling like everybody <laughs> pussy in this film. I felt like you know David Ayer wanted to call a bunch of people pussies, and he's just like, yeah. if I put this in anyone else's mouth other than Harley Quinn, that's true. You know, I've I've already sprinkled this movie with so much racism. <laughs> I mean, but like she could she could have said like well, wiener, or sissy, or anything else, but like pussy, and I'm like, man, this is a yeah, especially when I feel you, like we're all a little more progressive these days. Yeah, we? especially when you just have Rick Flag being like freaking. Yeah, like, instead of, like in a moment where he would clearly be like fucking. Yeah. You know? Oh man, I can't take any more of this freaking stuff. Well, and that was that was the thing too. Just to like segue from that, like after I saw it, and I was like, I would like to see David Ayer's vision. I'd like to see the R-rated director's cut and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then all the interviews with him since have been him being like, No, this was the movie always planned. We tried doing some scenes in two different ways, and we went with the 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 jokier scenes and yeah it seemed to work better and that kind of thing i'm like okay he's like so there is is there anything and he's like no this is the movie we set out to make you asked him no i'm okay. sorry like the, in, the, in the interviews i'm reading sorry i'm injecting myself into that but but that kind of thing but then um he's expressed interest apparently in an r-rated sequel and they are bringing him back for the sequel they've well, announced that yeah 
And um, I see. This and, is and, why we needed more people killed off, though, because there yeah. should be new Suicide Squad. Well, because like, like they did with in. the Avengers, right? When it got to Civil War, like the team had changed pretty drastically by that yeah. point. By the end of like uh, but Ultron, even just like we have a list of all the Suicide, suicide yeah. Squad members. It's nine pages it's, long. It's ten pages long. <laughs> uh, you know. And there is some like moderate good guys, and and then like we were joking off air, like Booster Gold was briefly uh, did a run with them, and like I don't know, and uh, yeah, like it would be cool to see some more interesting ones. Like I always, I really liked Killer Frost in the in the animated, mm-hmm. and uh, King Shark was great, and and like you know he's prominent in the. In the comic, well, thing, I kind of figured Killer Frost would be there because they have like El Diablo and all that kind of stuff. That would yeah, cool would have been thing, a counterbalance. You know? Yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's. Um, I, I also found it a bit, um, a bit weird that they chose a, a group of characters that, for the most part, you're you're pretty much endeared to from the very beginning. Well, and like, that's there a, weren't really any real despicable. Like, yeah, like exact. The only one that I can think Killer of Croc. is, is uh, well, no, the eighth Boomerang. Boomerang. Well, Boomerang's the oh, asshole, right? Even Killer Croc, he's yeah. he's a product of of, of his environment. Well, thing, but Killer, his... that was another one that got me because Killer Croc, like if you followed the cartoons, mm. that is a name. That's a big name. Yeah, like he was very prominent yeah, in, yeah. in the show, the animated series. So the fact that he was had nothing to do in this I movie hit him with a rock, <laughs> <laughs> a big rock, <laughs> <laughs> but just the fact that he had nothing to do in this movie aside from like swim and throw a bomb and talk about BET. Yeah. This is so it's so weird and like it was a good actor too like that was the guy from Oz right he's yep. like out of BC and, and Oz and everything yeah and I was just like he had like he's what fantastic. three lines and it's just so strange to me and it's like him and Harley should have been the big ones like Deadshot's not even a big one it was just you got well, Deadshot's Smith, right? their their leader in in the new Fifty Two run because right. they're and and obviously in the animated I mean, like, that I keep alluding yeah. to because uh, Rick Flag or Rick Flag Junior isn't there yeah but I mean that's the thing like dead but Deadshot versus Croc in terms of like you know. Like, ooh, in terms of the zeitgeist. <laughs> no, it's in terms of what's popular, like in, in pop culture and what's yeah, been relevant what's in the past 10 years, yeah. right? Okay. That's not prescient, actually. <laughs> so not prescient. No, not prescient. I just wanted to throw it in. You're right. We'll get there. Don't worry. I'm sure yeah. it'll but make it, sense. I'm just kidding. But I, I was surprised the crop I've was such a I've already said interesting away. 16 times in this fucking and episode. And you could have so. made that the despicable one, too. I feel like you needed one to, to really... Because he could have been the monster, you know? That's why you need you King really, Shark. You really needed to... <laughs> You really need to cement um, what a bad idea him. this is. <laughs> you really needed to cement what a bad idea this whole thing yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like... Like Enchantress is the, is the fucking crux of the plot, so that doesn't count. I thought yeah. she looked great, though. Like, just the whole everything about Enchantress. I was really oh, happy yeah, with that. I was, like, the CG only, was fantastic. The only two things that bugged me were uh, when she did the Enchantress voice, oh, which really? was like, super possessed. Like it just, the, the voiceover looked weird. You know what I mean? And then the other thing is when she was like doing like the like the butt shaking dance. Dancing? Yeah. That was a little overwrought. I don't know. Yeah, I was sitting next like, to kids in the theater and and I was feeling like I thought it just kind of looked it looked a lot like a come down or something. Like she looked like she was not it like was, yeah, it was weird. It was like this is it was not like a smooth dance. It was belly dancing moves that but it was like yeah, it was oddly edited too, right? Yeah. It just kinda like went from her standing there like doing all this stuff to just like an ass shot of just like dude, you're just like, what's going on, man? Got it was weird, like <laughs> I don't know. It was. That's fucking. <laughs> I don't know. But um. But yeah, no. And so I don't even know where I was going with that. No. But no. but I mean, yeah. Just in terms of like making it despicable, making it a bad idea. You're right. This was a very like. There's a lot of redemption to it. 
Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that yeah. might be a symptom of Will Smith being like the bankable, marketable, everybody loves him actor he is. Like he can't be yeah, which you a totally terrible know character. he had his fucking hand in making oh, Deadshot 100%. even more sympathetic and yeah. whatnot. That was the thing because like watching that's the one that was my one big surprise with the movie though was just how much he really carried it because he was really really good oh, at it. and he's damn. especially given the direction he clearly had especially you know that kind of thing far, like it right. was just i was like this is a will smith movie like again like seeing falcon in civil war i was like dude you got like the best scenes after being ignored for so many movies yeah you know we um we were talking about it probably about a week ago i wasn't even planning on seeing it in theaters but what brought <laughs> me back yeah was just will smith the man mm-hmm. and and you know whatever whatever management team is behind him mm-hmm. as well i i mean i suspect he probably personally though has a lot to do with just his his um oh it's contractual shit i'm sure he, like we're guessing but he I hasn't um, no no he wanted no, no i i don't yeah. I, oh, no, I i mean just contractual like the the role was tailored to him oh absolutely that's what i mean absolutely yeah. but he um he got his say in the character <laughs> he doesn't do bad films he he doesn't really. I mean, even even the shit that's in his well, catalog well, is well, compared to anybody well, else. Hancock, right? He's supposed I to be. A, I liked Hancock it, but he's supposed to be a despicable guy. But he's still yeah, sympathetic. You're, yeah, you're yeah, still yeah. cheering for him. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm a drunk. You fucking drink, Will. <laughs> you do what you need to do, baby. You do you. <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, when we were talking about it last week, that was like the wild card. Is like everything about this movie, the marketing, uh, Jared method actor Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> Like, Henceforth uh, known as uh, yeah. just an, an assortment of of inappropriate butt shots and yeah, and, lots of butt shots. I, they were good looking butts. Don't get me wrong. And, oh yeah, I'm happy. More butt for me. I'm fine with that. Jesus. But like, Will Smith was the was only yeah. thing keeping me thinking like there has to be something here because if he's if he's um, he turned Deadshot into a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so it was no surprise to see see. Um, you know him. Mm-hmm. Him gets you know get so much screen time. Mm-hmm. The most compelling character. The mm-hmm. the you know most um, kind of coherent uh, <coughs> uh, character arc. Yeah. Because uh, because he he fucking really did hold it together. He's he's like the, yeah the redeemer. I well, think. yeah. That really. was the thing. Like going into it, I think a lot of people, myself included, and people I talked to, were just like. What the hell is Will Smith doing in this? Yeah. He couldn't be the main character. It's the Suicide Squad, and you've got like like. The Joker and Harley Quinn. How yeah. is Deadshot going to compete with that? And well, then, he and, is but that, the leader of the. But you know like what I mean. Said. But that's the thing. We're talking about esoteric source material, right? So from from like just like a Hollywood clout standpoint, I was just like, this is an interesting vehicle for him. And then everybody complained. It's like you know Harley Quinn like looked great, but like whatever. And Joker was only in it for like ten minutes or whatever. And I'm like that was the point they're mm. setting up the other movies you're not here to see Joker. You're here for a tease at the Joker. Mm. You know, you're not you're not here for all that and. So when it came down to it, like <laughs> I know, <where> this is. <laughs> oh god, I'm missing something. I don't like where this is going. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking about method actor Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was the thing. Like uh, again, going in, I think a lot of people expect, expected a Harley Quinn Joker movie with like a backup team, and Which it didn't, it didn't turn out yeah. to be that at yeah, all. Yeah, you know, and the big revelation from like the the set shots that were leaked from <clears> Toronto <throat> when they were filming with Batman on the back of the Joker car, people were like, oh my god, Batman's in it. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. You know what this means? Like this clearly means that Batman and the Joker and all the big players, like even if Superman or some Justice League person, like the Flash shows up, it's going to be like a cameo almost. Yeah, and you knew like it. You needed to get Boomerang into it, so you knew the Flash was going to make an appearance, right? And it was nice, like it was tasteful. 
you know, Nothing. no honor among thieves, one line in and out. That's it. I like the Perfect. flash more and more as I'm seeing it. Yeah. You know, I didn't like him at all initially, but now I'm, I'm really well, warming this, up to this, him. The scene in Dawn of Justice was dumb. Mm. Like not the, not the, the convenience store scene, but the like, Bruce, you were right about him all along. And I'm like, mm. and then he wakes up again and you're like, uh, and dream sequence. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, just get back into the speed force. <laughs> Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> but, um, but no, but then this one, but this one did sort of cement it where I'm like, okay, I'm curious to see where you go. Yeah. All right. Before we go to break, cause I want to shake all the demons out of this fucking thing so we can get into the, into the film in, in detail a little bit more. Um, I had initial issues, and I'd like to take this down the route of the Joker, get get the Joker out of the way so we can move on with mm-hmm. everything else. But I had, uh, like I was hinting at with that one scene with Batman, mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot of issues, or the only actual issues, like true, true issues that I had with this film, uh, were in the character motivations. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, for example, one of the biggest... Uh, problems of the film for me was that um the joker actually loves harley he doesn't love harley loving him it's Mm -hmm. not his own narcissism Mm -hmm. that's like that's driving him to just bring harley back it's you know to feed his own ego or whatnot it's it's legitimate love and devotion in, in in some extent so there was only a few moments where and that was the thing because in my mind I'm thinking if you're setting up this expanded universe then or extended universe then then like the obvious choice if you want to part or you want to like ride on the back of of the Ghostbusters movie and show like you know we have a vehicle for this is you go uh, uh, sirens Gotham City sirens right because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like. If you if you're gonna make a movie like people are complaining about female Ghostbusters, which any of those people like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, just but, wait till Poison Ivy shows. Yeah, up. <laughs> just wait until Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and fucking Harley are yeah, tearing yeah. up Gotham. Like, yeah. imagine that an all female supervillain heist movie. I'm so down. Oh my <laughs> fucking god! Right. So, but the problem is now you have no uh, no way to get Harley away yeah, from no the Joker quickly. Yeah. Right. Because because they are in love. Whereas if if she got sick of him treating her like shit, then it, then that's so easy to do. Also, the fact that mm-hmm. like without that narcissism in the character, and because he has so so little screen time, it it, it makes it hard for me to connect. Ironically, with him, like or at least like um, connect to why. Or, or, his motivation is just off. That's my problem. It just doesn't feel natural. It feels really. It's it's like this he fucking obsessive psycho. That's the thing. He wasn't a character. He was a plot device in this. Yeah. You know. Well, like, and that's the thing. Like, he seemed more like a horn dog than a supervillain, <laughs> and that bothered me. You know, like he was just following his dick around, and and really, he should be chasing his ego around, and and that that for me um, was off. So it's I want to get to some of these other peripheral stuff like the sirens like shit like that and and so I like I just want to see more of that joker but let's talk a little bit about method actor Jared Leto's choices God. as the joker and I know I'm not I'm not going to go too hard on him because I'm just I just like the joker but um you you're coming off Heath Ledger's Oscar winning performance mm-hmm. and he would have been nominated who knows if he would have won regardless of if he was alive or dead so I don't want to hear that shit from anyone this week yeah but um 
you know, like, and you've got Nicholson, you've got Mark Hamill. We talked about Troy Baker in uh, in uh, the Suicide Squad animated, like, and, and he's done some other stuff too. He does a lot of video games and shit. So there are some great portrayals of the Joker. Cesar so it's, Romero. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, it, what were your initial thoughts on 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 his choices as the Joker? Um, may I continue, or do you you got you guys jump in and then I'll come back to where I was. Sure. Method actor Jared Leto needs to figure out what fucking, just a new fucking method. (laughs) He's uh, like, I I mean, uh, what you were saying was, was nowhere near as, 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 uh, harsh as i think he fucking deserves it for this one let's get scathing he, he was he I was his, his motivations for the whole like not not just this this love thing but his motivations for the yeah. whole fucking character were just yeah uh, you mentioned that he, he was written a little too well put yeah, together he was so he, he's this like czar of the underworld having like yeah. meetings with criminals yeah. in like yeah, hanging hip, out with common dance bars and <laughs> and fucking driving like a, an expensive customized lambo? like lambo or something <laughs> it's like this guy cannot help but just burn everything around him like to the ground like, yeah he's you know, when you go back to the animated series, when he's just this guy that's like alone in this toy, massive toy factory henchmen. and shit, with like, yeah, a couple guys that even they are like, you know, you get the odd like, I, I don't, I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if the boss is all there, dudes. Like, and Brent, you mentioned Cesar Romero. Uh, Romero. You, uh, Devin, earlier mentioned to me, even in that portrayal. He his his sole motivation is getting to Batman. Yeah. His sole motivation is that that ongoing battle, which is interesting. Yeah. E- even when they're doing a surf battle, it's <laughs> been going around on YouTube. Joker lately. is aspiring to be like the the cash money billionaire of Gotham. He just he just wants to. Well, and you got to wonder, does this tie in? Because you heard about the whole thing recently with um, was it Diane Word, right? Where it's basically um, uh, what's his name Ninja or whatever the the guy basically come out and said like fuck you David Ayer for hanging out with me thinking we were bros and it was cool and he ripped off my style without yeah. my permission to do the Joker and he's like come out on Twitter apparently I think and just um, just ripped into David Ayer and they had some interactions after that were oh, really yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah and that whole thing so I mean like I think if it's based on something like that. And that is like sort of the Ziff culture aspiration and, and, and lifestyle. Um, then, yeah, it's is it is it method actor Jared Leto or is it David Ayer? Yeah, a lot of the writing choices were dumb, uh, admittedly, because I said to you, Devin, that if you would literally just told him with the relationship with him and Harley, if you just before he began his research, before he began developing character traits like his sometimes he's a cheetah, sometimes he's a leopard thing. <laughs> um then fucking, Jared Leto. <laughs> fucking <laughs> method actor Jared Leto. Oh, but if you had if you had done if you had just gone up to him and said, You don't love Harley. You love Harley loving you, that would have taken him down a better path for this film. And that's all you would have needed. It doesn't matter any of the other choices for this film. But the other thing that bothered me about his performance, I I know, yeah, the Czar of the Underworld, that's a good point, et cetera, et cetera. These are all things that felt unnatural, absolutely. But the biggest problem for me was, you know, and this is one thing that I don't understand. If you are, I don't understand what, what method, like who he's 
what he's delved well, into. I'm going to have to look into it because his body movement is is not fluid. Like you got to think if I'm uh, now obviously we uh, we talked about uh, off air Ledger's choice of um uh Tom Waits, right? Yeah. Uh for a lot of the mannerisms and things like that. And for me, someone that Leto could have gone to would be like an Iggy Pop or a Mick Jagger because hmm. you need a fluidity in movement. You think like a guy who's got a fair amount of musical knowledge, supposedly. We're not going to argue about his musical career on the air, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> that he would be able to kind of let that out. You know, um, I mean, at least go with like Steven Tyler or Axl yeah, Rose. Yeah, because or there, there was there was something very contrived and stiff about his movement. As they, and you could see that there was. Uh, we have different opinions, you and I, Brent, on on uh, on air as a director. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I think we can agree on is that there's a lot of times when, and we know from Jared's interviews, uh, that he, he was kind of giving him a lot of material. So are there's, you, there's you definitely of- cases where you're not, they're not, he's not hitting his marks yeah. because the camera is moving completely different oh, yeah. from what fucking Jared Leto method actor, Jared Leto is doing. And, and so you, there's, there's some choices there that, that I'm, I'm still not understanding because of the, the contrived physicality like the moment that like the pansexuality that 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 could have worked really well for this character that came out beautifully in that moment that he sits on the guard from bell reeves lap um that was a beautiful moment that was like for that split second i was totally on board with him mm. i was totally on board with him i was like that that's fucking perfect like continue this and we're good like i'm in the movie now i'm whenever yeah. you're on the screen i'm in the movie and then he fucked it again and and so like there, it, it just it's like he was clearly coming in and out. Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. truly method. Like, we got to stop joking around. <laughs> but, uh, you know, mailing someone a, an animal corpse and bullets and shit. Don't forget to use condoms. Yeah, and use condoms <laughs> stuff. Doesn't make you method, man. But uh, I, I don't know what his, his regimen is, so I don't, I don't yeah, want... I don't care really to... really speak to that, but yeah. What, there, there was something... Like, it was clear, clearly apparent that this man was thinking while he was on screen and right. and that that's not is method my, that's yeah. not method yeah. and he made the wrong physical choices is mm-hmm. my problem you know and and as well, a result it somewhat affected the movie some of the framing some of the stuff that was really good like uh, yeah. in any case well the thing I'm, I'm on that same like sort of tip there like i'm curious to see what was cut because apparently there's another 10 minutes of joker footage yeah and you know jerry Leto's like freaking out about it and we'll get to yeah, see it on the dvd uh, or whatever if i if i die tomorrow they can make oh, a joker cut just, yeah okay let's get your fucking academy award out buddy but uh but yeah no and that that whole thing fine but um what got me what was weird for me and like i feel like this is maybe writer versus source material versus director versus actor confusion well writer like director is same isn't that's it? what i'm saying like yeah. but every, everybody just kind of like but again like different mindsets because yeah. if you look at the way it is uh again like conversations just online on facebook and stuff with friends a lot of people are like well the fact that they're promoting you know hashtag relationship goals for harley and the joker is problematic Mm. i'm like the movie's not doing that the fans are doing that these are all like the people who've been following it for decades who are all about it Mm -hmm. as opposed to the movie which really starts off with and like here's a little spoiler from the trailers is like I'm going to hurt you real bad. Yeah. That thing. That's him hurting Harley. They, in the first scene with them together, the second scene with them together, he's like, you, it's bad. Yeah. The director and the writer have made it look bad. Yeah. But then every subsequent scene, they but make like it like his movement coming out. 
Right. When he and, walks out of the cell, yeah. his fucking body movement is all wrong. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Sense. You're not mental. Like you're not you're not in that role when you're thinking that much about how your body is moving. Yeah. And so there, and this thing, it all just seems so confused. I just don't want to hear any more hype about that. That's my problem. Yeah. It's and that's not even what, with his performance. It's with the fact that you hear so much hype about it. It's like that's not that. And that's the thing. I think the hype is is a confused uh you know, actor, director, script, and then uh, you know, trending hashtags. I think mm. none of them coalesce into anything. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm, I'm not sympathetic with any one of them. I'm just yeah. like, this is a fucking mess, and it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm, I'm agreeing with you all the way through. I'm just trying to think of why. I'm trying to find context for yeah. it. And I think the context is what I was saying at the beginning. The fans are really confused and disappointed, and trying to like fit their image they? on top of what's happening, right? Because what, what they're trying to fit it somewhere it doesn't fit. But are they disappointed? Because look at that fan score that we were just talking about. But that's, that's the thing. That's <laughs> that's that's them. That, you know why it's not 90%? Because it's awkward. And you're yeah. like, I want to like this. I think I like, I'm pretty sure I like this. But they don't, yeah. you know, they're not yeah, parsing they're the it. the same no, as all of us. They're not parsing it in a way where they're just like, no, this is problematic and wrong. Mm. Uh, just before before we get off the, the um, method actor Jared Leto... Um, uh, kick. I I just wanted to to talk about that one scene in the uh, the club mm. with Common or whatever. Yeah. Um. Because that was when, like, for me that that um that character just just completely fell off the rails. Because he's yeah. so he's watching Harley Quinn like um, dancing and uh, fuck dance this dude like um, <laughs> fuck dance. I've never heard that. And before. then and he sees he just Run looks it. over and notices that Common is like glancing over. Right. Yeah. Um. He's not not like um. Oh, that was common. And shit. for yeah. and for whatever reason, Joker <laughs> fixates on this. Like he doesn't Academy Award winner. He doesn't right. give a shit about the guy that, that's like um, that's you know sexy dance floor dancing with his with his. No, his she's woman. on a pole. He um, there was a part where she's like grabbing a, a dude's hips. And okay. Yeah. That. Really yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but he cares so much about common fucking glancing over for two seconds and being like, oh, all right. I'm going to kill girl. you either way. <laughs> like, and then so he invites her over and starts like uh, crafting some like, you know, get Contrived, common yeah. stuck in, in you know, um, makes Moral her sit on dilemma. his lap and be like, be like, yeah, you can have her. She's yours. And, and and common is totally like respectful, just, like <laughs> which would have been cool, cool if he man. actually like, went not... down that road. But then he fucking yeah, you're right. <laughs> he, he's totally he's he's just like look look man, like I'm, I'm you know good. I'm that's fine. Your, that's, that's your girl, your woman, or your she's woman, whatever. Beautiful. She's you know it's it's okay. Yeah. And then and then for whatever reason, Joker takes an affront to that and shoots. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she's like, like you don't want me. And but so, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to go bad every way. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think we're it's all saying the same thing. Like, I think we're all and circling around yeah, the same and the point. motivation is all wrong. That's what I'm saying. I, between I, I wanted, the, I the, wanted the, to the, point that scene out, yeah, though, because yeah. that was... That's there where they was, lost There you. was no mm. motivation for anything there. Mm. And and it doesn't establish anything they're about trying this to, They're character. trying to show you he's crazy, that you can't win with him. And I get that, but you're right. It is... It's just weird. But how do you... how and And... Similarly, how do you get to the top of this criminal enterprise, running this this sexy dance club or whatever, and yeah, shooting, shooting your generals? <laughs> if if you literally will shoot anybody if they even look at somebody, yeah. like it's 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 so fucking off. Like it's so it, if you completely as a hardened criminal myself, Jared let me Leto speak from experience. Movie, <laughs> yeah, except for like maybe the car chase scene. And and I guess the car chase scene was really good. The asylum, yeah, like perfect. Yeah, great move. <laughs> like without those, every. 
fucking method actor Jared Leto scene. It should have been Joker's minions going after. Yeah, or just, her too, or just because, Harley just flipping around. You well, know? yeah, but you don't. Uh, I like me? having yeah, because the and I like the way it was in the animated where they were they were separate at that point. And she was living with Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. um, and then he they go to Arkham, they bust into Arkham, and he's there. So and that's Awkward. yeah, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is, yeah, yeah know, exactly. Yeah. So um, and she had just like done it with Deadshot, which we didn't get to see in the film. Tear, poor Deadshot. <laughs> Didn't get any action. But in any case, um, I I just thought in the film, the one just similar to you is like when when that whole scene in the, the circle of knives plays out, which, oh, yeah. what the hell? Jesus. Why so... are his pants so loose? Is he method actor and mad rapper, Jared Leto? Oh, but whatever. <laughs> From like 1992? But whatever. In any case... Um... <laughs> I know. I saw a guy like that on Queen Street the other day. Just saying. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding around. But I know. You know, whatever size pants you want to wear, go for it. <laughs> you want to wear four pleats? Perfect. Mine are a little small uh, right now. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, you, the the thing with the problem with that scene for me is that he's sitting there waiting for this, like you know, general and his yeah. fucking crew to come back and tell him all about this stuff. When really that scene should have played out as him being bored, him calling for Harley. And then someone's like, "Boss, don't you remember you left her at the bottom of the fucking lake, oh, and Batman that's took her?" Already so much better. And then, and then she's like, "He's like, what? Go get her, you know? Yeah. I want her to do something, oh, you know, or whatever." Oh, I want to see that movie. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the whole thing is that he just—he's annoyed that she's not there. Yeah, that's oh, that's man. what you do in that scene. Oh. That, that and then, part. and then all the other scenes almost play out the same, except for mine is Joker, and then you just have Joker sh- sh- like pissed. Yeah. Like, when they come back to him, you have one scene, you have three Joker scenes. You have that one, you have the one that proceeds, and then the one that's like... Or I guess you can have four, because the one at the end is pretty funny, because he has to do it himself at that point. So you do, and then you have one more scene where they come back, and they're like, most of our guys are dead, they blew us down, or whatever, you you know. I just kind of want to see that that scene where he breaks her out at the end. I want to see that recut with her being like, wait, and grab the espresso machine. Espresso (laughs) machine, yeah. Or at least the cup with the espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just made it. That yeah, fucking man, scene with the circle of knives. It's like it it's like it's like new metal. <laughs> you know, well it's it, Oh, it would have been so good if there was like uh some mud vein or something. or something. How much like when he throws his head back and starts laughing, it's like like telling the audience for what fucking reason that like his laughter is to mask his crying on the inside or whatever. Or yeah, like, yeah. That's a, like a fucking course. That's what. Of course, the the laughter and making a joke out of everything comes from from how scarred he is as a character or whatever. But this, this why is, do you need method actor so, Jared Leto to lie down in a circle of knives and laugh in in a situation <laughs> when he's obviously really hurt? Yeah, so, so to fucking convey that. No, so but he shouldn't be really hurt that's the whole thing <laughs> yeah but that's the thing so speak, you shouldn't speak, have the circle of knives because how long did this guy sit there fucking laying those out that's already against the joker right there unless you started that scene again with someone laying out the knives for him then that's the joker It'd just be like hey just make these a circle okay can you can you just rewrite all the joker scenes because i like everything you're saying <laughs> the guy puts down one and then he gets mad at him he's like no not there there yeah <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later he's like why are all these fucking knives here <laughs> and then shoots the guy that later <laughs> yeah, exactly. on the yeah or it'd be better if you grabbed the guy's you are my number one guy <laughs> number one <laughs> guy 
and then she was like, yeah. But um, other thing, just two little side stories, just internet memes and whatnot. And then we'll go um, to break. Yeah, sure. But one of, one of them was like apparently he practiced his laugh by like just going out to random people and finding out which one got the creepiest response or whatever. That's not method. I know that's <laughs> that's not method. <laughs> anyway, um, so then the other one was though. Have you seen the meme? It's like the 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 three pictures of like the fashion show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like oh yeah, so it's like a fashion gr- show. The model walks out in this like long green coat that goes to, like it's a knee length thing. It's like mm. lime green. Looks like a Santa's helper. Yeah, like, but, but like but it's like super fucking... super like high fashion shit. And like yeah. this guy's walking out, and then it does like a pan out shot, and Jared Leto's in the audience with this this huge grin on his face, like, <gasps> and then the next one is him wearing it at the premiere <laughs> with purple pants <laughs> and looking all like dark and whatever. And I'm yeah. like, but you just that, that look of excitement on his face, like, guys, I found it. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I just I love that shit. This is just so weird. And I mean, honestly, everything that's been going on in his career outside of his actual product, like just all the mm-hmm. stories and, and you know, all, all, the, all the victim statements and things like that. Like we've always known he's been not, not the most likable character based on yeah. the, 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 the aggregate of the stories. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of friends had a big problem going and supporting this just because he was in it. Mm-hmm. And these are some like, you know, crusaders who I support because they are doing good things. But it, just all that and then just the fact to see him with this stupid grin on his face just to like put that sense of just ridiculousness over all of it. And I'm just, I can't take it seriously. And I thought the Joker was fine. I yeah. thought he served a purpose. I don't think it was groundbreaking or anything. It was no Mark Hamill. It was no Heath Ledger. It was, it was just there. And I'm like, as a plot no device, Nicholson. sorry, correct. I should have said that, but like, I, let's just go through the list. But no, but I mean, the thing <laughs> is, is that like he was there as a plot device and I thought he worked as that. He was meh. I wasn't I wasn't angry about it yeah. until I heard you describe the way the scene should have been. I'm like, yeah. okay, now I'm angry about it. But well, yeah, because it's just and I, like I said, a lot of these characters' motivations it's are wrong. And we'll man. get into the last two when we come back from break. Yeah. We really should take a break, mainly yeah. because I have to pee. Also, because someone won't stop phoning me, I should have turned off my fucking phone. <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll come right back. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, along the lines uh, of the the same, like until you described. Here's how the club scene goes. Okay. Okay. She is playing it up with this uh, common. with common and joker just isn't paying any attention whatsoever exactly. he doesn't care exactly. until she starts making it really personal which is the like, dead shot being thing. like you really mm-hmm. know how to treat a girl like mm-hmm. you are a really good guy mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like uh i want to go with him and then joker says well do you want her and he says i you know i don't know and she's like yeah like like you can't you know you don't choose for me i'm i'm going with this guy and then he's like okay now i'll shoot this guy yeah where like, are you going now, Harley? Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, and they're that's just, how they're... it plays out because and you like because he hates again to go back to that animated. He hates Deadshot because she fucking tells him when they show up, "I got a new man." What like so? You know, you're the guy. You're the new guy. He says it to him, and he just hates Deadshot for that reason. He wants mm. to fucking kill Deadshot. But yeah, so I don't know. All right, can we take a break now, yeah, gentlemen? Let's do that. Yeah. All right, let's break. However you're taking part in this episode, please don't forget to leave comments, share, reach out to us so we can keep the conversation going. Ready to rock and roll? Yeah. All right, so we're back. And just to change things up a little bit, because we went a little negative on the method actor Jared Leto tip, (laughs) I'd like to do a round of uh, combined favorite character, favorite scene. Okay. Who wants to kick us off? Um, 
Yeah, sure. You want to uh, go? Yeah, uh, Deadshot, pretty obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we've really masked our, uh, you know, level of appreciation for Will Smith yeah. relative to the rest of this movie. Absolutely. Uh, he, w- he was he was great. Um, and I think... Um, favorite scene? That's a toughie. Um, <laughs> toughie. You know, and honestly, my favorite scene, uh, we talked about this before, and yeah. it's completely unrelated to Deadshot, is that um, uh, uh, the when uh, Enchantress switches and the hand that grabs was mine, and yeah. flips over. That was pretty cool. Uh, it was That's, just yeah. really great visual, spooky, like you were saying earlier. Almost like, like the uh, ring or like something. The ring yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that other one that was like the ring? The grudge. The grudge, grudge. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, very reminiscent, super spooky. Uh, and it, um, it kind of, uh, like it established everything that you need to know about that character in like one sort of ultra simplistic, like, and I think that's why what allowed them that scene allowed them to do the dead shot reshoot for the beginning because they probably watched the film and went, Oh, or like watched the early cut of the film and went, Oh, that explains everything about the character in that scene. We don't need a fucking full-on opening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. number for that. We don't need to explain this character anymore. But yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, that... Yeah, yeah that's great. It's great. confident in that. Sorry for stealing your pick. No, no. You didn't go first, so <laughs> fuck yourself. It's no, I fault. like it. No, don't worry, don't worry. I'll think of something else I always do. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Brent... Favorite character, I, I got to go with Enchantress. Yeah, um, and I really like th- that. Was that was actually next to or alongside Will Smith, just sort of stealing the show. Mm. Um, that was a really cool thing because it wasn't until very late in the promo mm. game that we found out she was the main antagonist. Mm. Right? Because um, like in all, a lot of the initial stuff, she was just there and she's kind of like short shots in the background. You figure she's another minor character, but I'm sitting there being like, "Yo, all powerful, reality altering witch from like ancient culture kind of thing." And I'm like, "How is she just a bit player?" And she looked so awesome. And then when it finally came out, just before the movie came out, that oh, this is what happens. I was like, oh, "Okay, that makes much more sense." Yeah. But the fact that she was antagonist, it was just one of those things that scratched the itch for me was the origin story for her. You know, that, that Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones, like, spelunking mission. I was like, oh, more of that. Cara Delevingne. Thank you. And that was just, I thought it was great. So, yeah, Cara Delevingne. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as characters go, I really liked the way they realized it. Um, I, just for whatever reason, that appealed oh, to me. Oh, the visuals were great. Yeah. And, 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 and that orange, origin, orange story, origin story, um, I just thought it was a lot of fun, and I, I feel like that's something they could explore a bit more, like that yeah. culture. They and never her even addressed stuff. the brother as Incubus by name. Yeah, I know that was weird. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never once said like her brother Incubus. They're just like, "Yo, or bro, man, whatever." It's, it's like, like, brother, what? give me your power. Yeah. Um, but favorite scene, yeah, that dead shot on top of the car scene is just stunning. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it, it didn't fit with the rest of the movie. It was that no, good it was looking. That good, yeah. Um, but in terms of favorite scenes, like I don't know, like a lot of the El Diablo stuff, I felt felt fell flat. Mm. Um, even though he was a cool character, or he should have been a cooler. He character. should have been a cooler character. Um, but he was good. He was good. Yeah, favorite scene. I'm not really sure to be honest. Um, oh, because I don't want one with Will. Well, no, because I mean, I thought Will it was on the car. I, I thought it was brilliant, but I mean, it was not like a powerful scene. It was just a really good shot. Mm. You know, it just, it, it, it sticks out to me visually, but I mean, I don't know. Um, I think what a really powerful scene, I've, I've read about this online. A lot of people have said this before, but was just, then they, they give him the guns at the range yeah, 
and the whole like oh they're dummy bullets just pull the trigger and he yeah. shoots into the air like she that wants was, him to shoot that fucking yeah <laughs> that was that was a well done scene i think that was like a really powerful well acted well scripted well staged blocked scene like mm. you know that would have actually saved them some trouble later in the movie if they had just shot that guy in the face yeah. actually that would have been a pretty good move yeah <laughs> in retrospect uh, um but actually, no, what, no. Uh, but also, <laughs> Batman saving Harley from underwater. Yeah, that, Batman saving that, I thought, Harley. I thought was that a good worked scene. well. Are you guys just going to take all my fucking Sorry, scenes? Yeah, I'm continue. Continue. Every time I think of a new scene, you I guys li- are like, "Oh, you know what? <laughs> I like this one." I, I noticed that was the only time that we got like a whole audience laugh was when <laughs> when he. <laughs> Uh, he goes to White save people. Harley Quinn, oh, and then Harley she Quinn just him. no, no, no. She tries to fucking kill him under the water, <laughs> and then he just does that slow, like that so- Sonic punch, Sonic or punch, yeah, that just blast her in the face <laughs> with it. Yeah, she just yeah. Okay, so the, what you got left? <laughs> the, the, well, I did want to mention in the in this the shooting range in in Bell Reeve that scene. Uh, I I love when he goes through when Deadshot goes through his demands. Oh, and he's yeah, like, yeah. if if her grades fall off, <laughs> then you're gonna wipe people at shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. because we've already talked about how much, um, how many racial stereotypes sort of there has been, and we'll <sighs> probably get into it a little bit more here. Um, it, like the, just like over the top a little bit, especially. I I don't know. It 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 almost felt like they were saying. Oh, you know, it's okay because it's a comic book movie. We can be racist or we can be nah. sexist with a ton of butt nah. shots or whatever. <laughs> and and while they they managed to play it off, you're right. There there wasn't the right context for a lot of it, so it didn't it didn't ground it in this is wrong. It just was like funny joke, you know. So there there wasn't context to it, and so it didn't necessarily add or subtract value. They just were there. It was just um, shallow, yeah. But that's a great moment. The um, the best character for me is uh, Amanda Waller, Viola Davis. She was great because I fucking hate this character yeah, in everything to. else. But everything she's just else, so good she's at a it. whiny fucking baby, man. I don't, I don't get why people like the Amanda Waller character because she fucks over everyone, and then when something goes wrong for her, she just fucking tucks her tail and runs away or cries or gets really angry about it. Not like literally cries, but like throws a temper tantrum. Um, and she's not just – there's also a, um, a kind of uh, split in, in her character's motivation because um, in one telling of, of the origins of Suicide Squad, like the new Suicide Squad, it's very much that she um, has one of her like uh, soldiers or something like that. I can't remember who it is um, turn into something that, and she has to kill it. Oh, okay. And and so she's like, well, I'm just going to get expendable people. But the problem is, of course, that she thinks everyone is expendable mm-hmm. in reality. It's like the greater good. She's so blind in what she's doing. But somehow both – and I got to give props to the writing because they did a great job with the character on that front as well. But Viola Davis really – that was even more so than Will Smith. That was the one performance that because I know that character a little bit and uh, – you know. I I saw how much that character had had jumped in quality in the film. Mm-hmm. The this the moment, and that's the scene I'm going to pick as my favorite scene too. When they're when they uh, when they get to uh, the uh, tower and they go in, and uh, Joel Kinnaman, uh, Rick Flag goes into the room, 
and 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 she's in there and then they're talking and Deadshot comes in and then uh, Deadshot's talking to Rick Flag and she proceeds to blow the, the fucking brains out of everyone that's in there working. She's just like, well, they don't have clearance. <laughs> like, like it's not even an option. Oh, like, that scene was really quick, but it's yeah. Out. I fucking and I know this is like I'm probably sick in the head, but I broke out laughing. Like you heard me break out I, laughing I, in I the theater that part as well. And no like one else in the theater was laughing. They all laughed after at the reaction to uh, to Will Smith's line. Yeah, I was yeah, laughing yeah. hysterically that she did it because it was so awkward and unexpected. Uh, but at the same time, I already knew what she was going to say. But then, they, yeah, they justified it in a line. Like, you kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Like, is, is this going to be one of those? And it was. Yeah, but it made all of those moments that I hated about the comic character where she just – that, you know, well, we're going to use expendable people, but really – everyone's expendable between that and i love the smiling at the guy selling the superman uh t-shirts, t-shirts and batman yeah. t-shirts that was a great moment there was a lot of great exchanges with her where um it very much it that that character has a life outside of this film and has a vision outside of the events on this in this film and that's what i love about the character if you want to talk about the, and this isn't a method performance, but if you want to talk about method per se, then like this is a character that could exist outside of this film and, and, and you plop them into anything and they would be that way. And so the choices are strong. The performance is strong and the vocal performance particularly is spectacular. The pacing, the rhythm, mm-hmm. everything is beautiful. But just to just to even big up your point even further, mm. like just to really reinforce it, uh, this hit me yesterday, just random passing. Um, when the post credit scene, when she pretty much goes toe to toe with Bruce Bruce Wayne, yeah, that scene. But she's also a little bit scared too, right? And vulnerable. But this is the thing. But the fact that she does that, yeah, yeah that she is scared, scared and vulnerable, mm. but still fucking goes for it. Yeah, harkens back to that scene from the the Chris Nolan trilogy where mm. the guy is gonna like blackmail Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and uh, Morgan Freeman's just like, well, I forget the exact line, but he's just like, you're gonna go against the most powerful, yeah, you, you, billionaire you, in the world who puts on a mask and, and beats bare knuckle criminals. beats up criminals at yeah. night. And you're gonna blackmail him, and yeah. the guy's like. <gasps> You know, he didn't think of it. And that was a great revelatory moment for yeah. the audience because we're all like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? How are they going to resolve this? And then they just, like, wipe it away. Absolutely. And the fact that she goes for it, mm-hmm. that makes her even more badass. And Yeah, and it was so cool to see because you have this mo- this movie where the entire movie plays out and she's always in control. If, if she loses control, she reaches for the fucking, you know, detonator yeah. kind of thing. Yep. And then you have this moment where you literally for the first time see a caged animal per se yeah lashing out but and and also being completely vulnerable in the moment and but still like you said playing the game so there's this multi-layered performance going on there well and that's fantastic. the thing and she, she is fantastic. really presented as a batman-esque dc style superhero mm-hmm. where it's like she is just so well connected and so resourceful mm-hmm. and so like brazen and confident in herself and and those resources that she can do something like that you know like batman's really smart and rich and driven and you know she's really connected and driven and and that kind of thing where it's just like she she is on par with everybody she controls the entire suicide squad even though she's a normal person Mm -hmm. you know and in the comics obviously argus goes on to or is essentially founded to assist the justice league 
So you have them doing essentially cleanup and crowd mm-hmm. control and shit like that for the JLA. Aren't they which doing like an Argus TV show or something that's going to be kind of like damage well, control? But... Argus appears in, in uh, Arrow. They have already. And I'm trying okay. to think. I feel like they showed up in something else. I but... just remember when Marvel announced like it was damage control is what it's called, right? When they announced that they were going to do a show based on that in a couple of years, that yeah. DC came out with something similar around the, or an announcement. Well, yeah. I'd have to look it up. But, but a long time ago, there was rumblings of even a Suicide Squad show, I feel like. Like, mm. And that's that might have been why they went down the road of having the the, the well, idea yeah. of introducing Argus on the yeah. uh, the television side. Well, well, who the, knows? And you know, also speaking of that, like just quick aside, but I mean, you know, Dawn of Justice was supposed to be the tentpole movie this summer, and it didn't really pan out. So this one got presented as a tentpole, but I think originally it seems like it was supposed to be yeah. more of a you know just world building popcorn fair fun at the end of the summer, like mm-hmm. stand out from the dregs of late August. Yep, you know. So, and it's interesting. We talked about back in the Marvel episode, and I, I'm sorry, I'll stop drawing Marvel comparisons because this is the third one we're going to make in this episode. <laughs> but um, a lot of people weren't overly excited about Thor in the first uh, wave of of Marvel yeah. movies, and that one expanded the universe more so than any of that first wave of films, mm-hmm. uh, and allowed them to get quicker to or get to a uh, Avengers film more quickly. Mm-hmm. And Suicide Squad has laid a lot of groundwork oh yeah more um, so than any of the others thus far for uh, a jla film and then the rest of the the, the heavy lifting is going to be done by wonder woman we already talked about for sure. uh steve trevor being the um the original argus leader per se and he's ousted by waller so it's interesting so favorite scene though armed revolutionaries governed under secrecy <laughs> oh fucking comic book acronyms but yeah let's let's not forget your favorite scene though because we did i do... did i did it was that the, the shooting shoot, one shoot, and shooting also there. favorite characters so they tied together i didn't yeah. know if you were just like yeah yeah, yeah. okay good yeah we got to move on we gotta we're this thing is going a lot longer than i thought it was going to but, and we you know i got like six or seven points on my list not that a I bad to get thing to. um okay we've just seen a uh subpar and i'm gonna say it i was really sad to say it but uh animated version of the killing joke that was super fucking hyped uh a lot of people were super excited about it i wasn't sure how they were going to do it but i was excited about it and they brought in this weird element of fucking uh barbara gordon you know sexy batman situation which okay whatever you want to fucking do and they they um they kind of brought that back by introducing obviously the character of the oracle which mm. is uh you know uh, I kind of know more in the new DC universe because uh, Barbara's back to yeah. being able to walk yep. and she's back to being Batgirl. Um, but it is interesting because the Oracle does play a role in Suicide Squad. So it, it might be interesting. You know there's going to be a sequel. You know that they need a kind of uh, tech officer per se. And it would be wicked to see, um, you know, it's Barbara Gordon confined to a wheelchair after the events of The Killing Joke. And... Um, Having, Which we're already well beyond at this point yeah. in the in the chronology a, in this a huge universe. Influence on what happens. Right? Yeah. yeah, so it, it would be interesting to see that play out that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be very interesting, and it, it it it's I I I really like that idea. You guys, I know I'm just throwing this out there, but what are your thoughts on that? Because this it has been in Suicide Squad before, and, and it would be kind of cool to have someone behind the scenes, kind of like a uh, an all seeing eye character, uh, and especially. You know, someone with a name like fucking Batgirl, like the Oracle, Barbara Gordon, right? Any thoughts? 
Well, I mean, like, I, I, I think what's the problematic here, and it ties in what we were saying earlier, is that a lot of people were upset about how, you know, um, Dark Knight Returns and uh, Arkham were sort of adapted into these movies, and then how, you know, Killing Joke was was made into that animated feature, and it kind of fell flat for a lot of reasons. That mm-hmm. scene in particular, the, the, the rooftop scene. Um, and so, I mean, I know the, the animated and the live-action movies aren't connected. Mm-hmm. But it'd be really cool to do it. But I mean, like, how are they going to do it? Are they going to learn from what happened in The Killing Joke? Are they going to learn from the fan reaction? Or are they going to continue to upset, like, the hardcore fans and just go for mass appeal? Well, it's not even the hardcore fans that upsets as much as just it seems wrong. Because you've got a – all of a sudden you've got a character who's just – instead of being a – uh, a very um, driven character for her own reasons is basically – a walking hard on for Batman. Yep. And that, you know, so. And that's what I mean. So it's just like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, hardcore or not or, or whatever, but I mean, well, we're not here to talk about that. But, but right. Yeah. But it's mean, like the people who care have been, who really care, who are the real diehard fans are the ones who have been most vocal and most upset about it. Yeah. I think. And I mean, are they going to continue doing that? I mean, having Oracle in it, that's awesome because she has played such a key role over the years mm-hmm. since all of that. And the fact that that from that one off became canon, mm-hmm. like, it's really cool. I mean, but how Which they. Which wasn't intended. Right. Exactly. And, you know, how they. I don't know how they do it. I mean, like, I, I, at this point, I trust them to keep making enjoyable movies. Yeah. Not great movies, not, like, genre-redefining movies. You know, just these have been solid. I'm generally happy with it. I'm curious to see what happens with, you know, Justice League and, and Wonder Woman. Yep. And so if Oracle becomes sort of a, a tying, like, a connecting thread behind all of it, I mean, that serves their purpose. So yep. I don't see why they wouldn't do it. Um, it's just a question of, is she going to be a shitty Hollywood hacker? Yeah. Or is she going to be, like you know, a character that we can really get behind and really respect. Exactly. Yeah. And I keep saying the Oracle is just Oracle. Sorry. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, God. <clears throat> the? <laughs> Do you listen to the Deftones? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in any case, I, I found it interesting. It, now, is it Bell Rev or Bell Reeve? Who cares? But in any case... Uh, it's Reeve. But... Yeah, I think it's Reeve, too. I've always said Bell Reeve, but who cares? Um, you know, don't fucking hate me online if I'm saying it wrong. Um, that's Waller's kind of base of operation. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see them use that as a mechanism in the future films because it just, like, what you saw was you just saw this fucking meathead cat uh, basically running the show at this prison and, like, you get lines like, delete my browsing history, which was funny, yeah. admittedly, but, you know. But even that's kind of a stale joke at this point. Yeah. If you've been on the internet in the past five years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you need to delete your browsing history. Um, <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> Frequently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember where I was going Sorry. with that. No, no, it's all right. Uh, I just, I, I'd like that to be more of a central kind of home base kind of thing. Um, I, 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 I feel like that char- that can play almost a character role the same way that Arkham does in the Batman films right. and all these things. Like there's right. a lore around it. So that could be interesting. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about... That quote that's on both uh, Deadshot's gun and neck uh, on his uh, suit. Very biblical. Uh, It says, uh, I am the light, the way. Um, With a comma in there. I am the light, comma, the way. Uh, Which isn't a biblical passage. Someone, I I read a a fucking Reddit uh, string or something like that that was saying... It might be a, a mistaken uh, passage of, uh, from the uh, book of John. I can't 
I can't remember where else, uh, what else I've seen online about it, but um, I, th- I wanted to mention it because it takes us down a larger rabbit hole, which is the, all of the fucking Easter eggs in this film and all of like the little touches. Like they spent a lot of time on like fucking little, little touches, which is nice. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I found that interesting because I didn't think it lent any significance to the actual film, but it did more so just featured, the character. You know, there were yeah, scenes of his collar. Yeah. Like, yeah. A ton of times in the side of the gun, and obviously that final shot where he's using Harley's gun, yeah. and the gun switches from hate to love when the chamber rolls right. and stuff like that. Which, like you know, as as good as I've talked about, it, it, as a fifty fifty shot. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get one of them. You're gonna get hate, or you're gonna get love. I think it's just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Because so that happens in movies all the time that are carefully yeah, curated. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other one that I thought of, and when we're talking about carefully curated uh, moments, was the scene where they're talking about oh, I still got a bomb in the subway, and you've completely forgotten about Killer yeah, Croc even weird. existing at like, this they point. They never even set it off and just sat there for a while because well no he stopped it again no i know but it was but, just it was just yeah. kind of weird i was like that's still there eh? Huh? yeah so uh but you have you forgot that killer croc even exists like oh, yeah. at this point of this film and uh and then it just he's saying that and it immediately cuts to just a close-up of killer croc's face and obviously because of all the makeup and everything he can't emote so it's just literally like a mug yeah and then it cuts immediately back to uh to flag and flag's continuing the story but you know just from that little like flash you know that it that's where it's going and 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 i felt like a, a lot of the film did that so as much as i'm praising it say for example i really like that aerial shot um that's actually done in chicago even though the rest of that scene is shot i believe in toronto mm. but um uh, that that was be like before the the squad was assembled mm-hmm. and stuff when enchantress first went mm-hmm. on her fucking tirade yep. and incubus was blowing people away on yep. the street and they have like the aerial remember, shot yeah. yeah yeah um i really like that uh but there's a lot of fucking just like we don't have time to suss out an emotional connection in these characters so instead you know just here's a flash of what's going to happen and you can you know you can fill it in you make the emotional connection yourself and they they use music and 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 camera play a lot to that end um, and it it makes it hard for me to tell, especially after just seeing it, if the movie was in fact effective or if the movie was literally just like dragging you along to the conclusion that, that you had to get to. Well, I think that's a really interesting way to put it just because I, I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I hate when – I'm going to go with directors, but I hate when directors beat you over the head with the symbolism. Yeah. Right? Like The Matrix was brutal for it when mm. like the whole neo-sacrifice scene – and like he's like getting pulled apart by the robot yeah. and like a crucifix of light bursts from his chest. Like, yeah, we get it. He's Jesus. Yeah, and he's in he's sacrificing he's for our whatever, whatever and that kind of thing. Yeah. And like that was brutal. Whereas with this one I didn't quite feel that offended by it. Mm. I didn't feel like they were like, you know, beating me over the head, that kind of thing. But you're right. I think that's a really good way to put it, is like we're being dragged along. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't necessarily something you need. This isn't necessarily particularly effective. But it's like, guys, guys, this is what we're going for. Okay, next scene, because we don't have a lot of time because we've got too many fucking characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I kind of respect it for that, where it's just like it doesn't it doesn't bother me so much that it's ruining it for me and making me feel like they think I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not very effective either. Yeah, like there's uh, and and there's a lot of uh, camera movement that's that's driving your your emotion. Yeah. And there's a lot of like close ups and medium shots that are particularly fixed uh, out of the more fixed shots that mm-hmm. are driving your emotion. Um, 
like I so it's it's hard for me right now to tell but uh, you know I still when you're looking at how say for example I I just praise the films you know uh proficiency in 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 the audio editing I I love the work that was done all the sound work is fantastic even the little uh, nuances of when enchantress moves the the beads on her are clinking mm-hmm. uh as and I know that that's that should be you know carefully watched but in some films it's not so i'm just pointing it out um the mix is good um and even the way that sound blends from scene to scene is good mm-hmm. um so if i'm praising that i kind of have to praise the visuals but i did felt feel as though they were a, a tad bit more contrived than the audio which is inherently more of a subtle thing to begin with right and i mean i wonder if those contrivances were a symptom of just the way it was filmed or if it was more a result of editing Right. Like, because I am like, you know, regardless of whatever Internet rumors are going around, I am still really curious to see if we get a director's cut of this to see if there's some significant like linking scenes and character development scenes that are going to end up on like bonus materials or something like that, that will significantly pad out, you know, what's happening so that we don't necessarily feel like we're being dragged along. Like, hey, guys, here's what's happening next. Come on. Mm-hmm. And it becomes kind of more organic in its progression. I mean, like I'm. I'm holding out hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So continue down, continuing down the path of uh, the Easter eggs, the other one that that um, we had talked about earlier, Devin, but I had misinterpreted, uh, and I've had to look it up because I missed what the sign said. I just saw that there was a sign, and I kind of got my hopes up. Um, is the uh, the building that obviously um, Amanda Waller is in is the uh, John F. Osterander building uh and that he is he's the guy who made suicide squad into the version that we know today um he was on the comic from 87 through to the mid 90s i believe and then again uh he did a a mini series somewhere around 2006 2007 kind of thing with them um and and kind of really shaped the the mythos of these characters so it's a little easter egg for for him, I like that um, because obviously, again, that he he his particularly his miniseries we came back is is a big fuel for this version. Um, I thought that was cool. There is a lot of Easter eggs hidden throughout. Yeah, I missed um, that one completely. Well, <laughs> no, but you know what? It's I, super esoteric. Do you know what yeah. I thought it was initially? No. Uh, I thought it was um, a Doctor Manhattan nod when I saw oh. it because he's a. Uh, What's his name again? Osterman? Jonathan. Uh, rings a bell. Yeah. But I'm not when sure. When I first saw it, and I said it to uh, uh, Devin outside because I thought that the film had a very Watchmen aesthetic despite not being a Snyder film. Right, it did. Um, and I thought, like, wouldn't that be cool if for the first time ever uh, that that would that because was in. they're all DC, right? Yeah, so, yeah but like, it's never really been part of the yeah. DC yep. universe. So it would be interesting to do that in the film world especially. But uh, And then, of course, Ironically, I came home and the first thing I did was search that out and there was articles supporting that. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, I got to see, I have to actually see the sign. I don't want to come on the show and say that. And of course, I I find a picture of the sign that uh, uh, David Ayer tweeted out, I think. And it's it's not, so, oh well. Still kind of cool. It's still a nice little Easter egg, though. I I do like it, so. And and there's a lot of them, obviously, Uh, I don't know. It's um, it's an interesting piece. It's in, uh, I 
This one's a weird one. I've, we've already knocked down quite a bit of stuff on my list. Midway City is an interesting choice of locale. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, uh, because they needed a town that a superhero wouldn't show up in, and they haven't introduced Hawkman in their universe or Hawkgirl or anyone. Well, aside from, you know, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, the live action. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> film universe. He's not He's not there or she's not there, respectively. Yeah. yeah. So it's... Uh, it's interesting. We were also joking around because <laughs> um it's uh that's Midway City is is supposed to be in like northern Michigan just uh in a borders Canada. It's uh it's like just either north or south of Sault Ste. Marie. And I was looking at a map of Midway City recently and uh of course they have the I thought it was really strange that they they actually have like on the map the kind of crime-ridden part of the city is actually uh, a fairly affluent area when you if you kind of place it in the same place okay. more or less in r- real life. I was saying this huh. to you before Devin before we started recording. And then the other thing is that it's the farthest point on the map away from Canada as if they didn't want to like insult the Canadians that are neighboring <laughs> them or something like we'll put all of our criminals over here. Weird. Yeah. But it is interesting they pick Midway City um when they also went to the trouble of like specifically saying that that one meeting was in uh uh washington dc like they actually had a oh, little, yeah. little pop-up that said washington dc which the pentagon oh thank you because i didn't know what that fucking building was but yeah i'm canadian i don't know shit yeah <laughs> la pentagon what <laughs> all right um so let's take a little, another little break come back and get into just our final thoughts anything else that we want to air on the film and uh, and and close up shop because uh, it's it's been getting a little long. I I think we've all expressed that we like the film. There are some problems, but uh, so let's come back. Final thoughts. Get the fuck out of here. Cool. All right, so next week on the show, it's an episode we've been trying to get off the ground for quite a while. It's a huge panel about Martin Scorsese. And then the week after that, we've got something real special planned. Uh, It's a Battle Royale-style 15-film tournament dedicated to computer hacker films. We hope you'll join us next week and I guess the week after that as well. Yeah, kick it off. All right, so we're back. And uh, Devin, you brought up a nice uh, point on the break in that we've alluded to several times the whole... uh, uh, yeah, racist uh, how, stereotypes. How, how, uh, racist and misogynist this movie is. I'm, 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 I'm by no means the first person to usually point this stuff out as no. well, but it, but that makes me feel like this was all Probably the more glaring. Think, yeah. um, it, like, um, there's a couple moments that really stand out. Um, uh, well, I mean, before getting into the specific uh, instances of it, I mean, especially just just the um, the age that we're in. You know the the conversations that are happening uh, in in media on the internet between mm-hmm. people like the the kind of um, uh, greater understanding of this this you know kind of these issues that that you know that um, kind of rear their head especially in in your your sort of blockbuster um, uh, movies to have to have a, a a film come out in that era. <laughs> like it, it almost feels like like a Trump esque backlash. Like, a, hmm. oh, you guys don't like, you know, you guys are all huh. 
real politically correct. Well, how about this? Like Trump into it. Wow. <laughs> like, you know. Well, they are the most vicious with the Mexicans. Well, oh. well, just just the way just the way that there's there seems to be this um, this feeling that like um, as we get less tolerant to things that are that are overtly racist or misogynist, we get um, uh, we get these people that are that that kind of take an affront to to the fact that this is even being brought up, like these you know yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. status quo people who are who just will respond to that with just like, well, here's a bunch of sexism and, and racism. Are we talking about Clint like, Eastwood now? I just, <laughs> I just like, you know, I like, I'm going to defend this just because, you know, what, what, yeah. I, like, so it almost feels like this movie is like a backlash to, to like a progressive movement in a lot of that ways. Cause sucks. it was I like, I didn't want to think of it that way. It was no, uh, I don't either. The, the scene that, I mean, the, wrong, yeah. the moment that, that, um, that really, I think, uh, encapsulates this the most. It's just Croc asking for PET. It's like that what? Me. That what killed the, me. What I the f- actual fuck? It has no significance to his character up to this point. Mm-hmm. It it's it's like literally like a three second throwaway joke at the end of the uh, the end of the movie. Like it's not like they it, show him watching it later. It has no bearing on anything. Now here, here's the thing. I mean, like we're we're, we're three white guys, so maybe yeah, there's something yeah. we're not relating to. And I mean, that's fair. And I'm not going to presume. Film was to, written by a white guy, though. Fair. And I say I'm not going to presume to be any kind of authority on any of these things. But that on just that felt <laughs> not even. I don't know. Every group is pretty diverse, aren't they? And I'm just kidding. so on. But no, I know. But no, it's that kind of thing. That that I I fully agree. Where like you know all the essay, all that kind of stuff that oh, was coming God. out. I mean, it just it all felt awkward to me. And maybe that's supposed to do that. I don't know. But the BET one just felt really bad, especially from like such a, a celebrated actor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I forgot who he was partway through. I was like, who's under there again? Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. It was just. It was such a waste. And that just felt like. It felt like a slap in the face. They pulled the rug out from under you or something, whatever cliche works, you know, but. They, they um, must have filmed that one on a day that Will Smith was not anywhere near the oh set. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he would be like yeah, all over guys, that shit. Like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree no, with No, he's you. in the scene. Fuck. <laughs> is he in the shot? <laughs> well, maybe not. Yeah, And, it, and it, it, to, to clarify, it wasn't even, it, it's not even about it's not even completely about I was what necessary. was said. Well, they went to the. It's, it's yeah. about it's about w- what is the point? Yeah, like it's it's because Killer Croc. Like I know whatever you want to say about the comics, fine. But in in this iteration, he's a fucking crocodile. He's a human crocodile. And didn't, he was supposed so to have nothing, like a Cajun accent, right? Yeah. Right? So like, there's nothing there other than that he's from the South that says what says whether he's black, white, brown, Asian. Right. That whatever. was like, a, that was another the, thing that got. So to they, me, they like, went to the point of saying. This guy's black and he likes BET. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I don't disagree. I just feel like either I'm really missing something or they are completely, like, just wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, yeah. they, it's, it's either really, really offensive or I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I might be an idiot. The, <laughs> the El Diablo, when he turned into the the flaming Mexican it's, it's, stereotype. It's, it's kinda, kinda, kinda it kind of looked cool. But... It looked cool. <laughs> but, like... Uh, I don't know. It just feels it feels like a, a a choice that would have been made twenty years ago, like you said, Devin. Like there was no reason that he couldn't just be. For example, if you maintain Incubus's face, like from his human form, the body that he takes on, then why can't El Diablo maintain his face? For example, right. in that form, just little things like that. 
Uh, you didn't have to make him like some like a fucking uh, parade skeleton. item out of yeah. Day of the Dead. You know, it just. Uh, but then again, I don't know. We may be overreaching here, but it just it doesn't feel like it is. It doesn't. And like we were talking about, they took every every opportunity yeah. to show off asses in this film. <laughs> just like okay. Well, we could come out of the elevator and go from a close up on Harley, you know, to maybe, you know, have her walk like out of the scene, just have her walk clean out and stay to the reaction of the rest of the really effective. That was a cool scene because, yeah, (laughs) it should have gone to, you know, a medium shot again, like they do everywhere else, right? If the character has a dick, you know, um, to the reaction, right? It yeah. should have just played out, especially for a guy who had very few moments in the film. Should have, you should have seen Jai Courtney there because Boomerang's got a hard on for everything that moves, pretty much. But uh, and they, I know they, they, uh, you know, kind of had him chasing Katana, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, you know that would have been a good moment for him, or him and Will, or him and you know Croc, or something. Put get someone in that hasn't had a lot of screen time just to get a reaction shot but instead they actually shoot it up you know they they angle the camera up so that they can get fucking Margot walking away and get her her bum shaken which you know from a male perspective sure you know okay fine I like bums but like are we talking like about the, the male form. gaze now <laughs> but I mean is this gonna yeah yeah but it, it didn't lend anything to the story like the BET thing you know when other people are going around like Will Smith asked for a day with his daughter perfect and I realized it was a joke moment BET they were breaking tension there but you know but I mean no- Harley Quinn already had the joke moment with the espresso machine the espresso machine that was yeah. funny enough that's uh, true <laughs> But, you know, if you want a killer croc line in there, then you just like, you, you ask, he asks for, you know, I don't know. A basking rock? Yeah. <laughs> He's cold blooded. That would have been kind of interesting, yeah. to be honest. I mean, let's, let's talk about, like, yeah, like, like Galapagos lizards and whatnot. Like, <laughs> no, like, I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, the, the espresso was the joke, and I don't know, I don't like, at every level, somebody should have should have at least thought to themselves, you know, mm-hmm. maybe like maybe we can do something yeah, different. Off and on here's that. the problem, maybe, though. Like even, yeah. Here's the problem. There's stories about behind again early uh, versions of that that script having a lot more interaction between uh, Captain Boomerang and Katana, and just being laden with fucking racist jokes from Boomerang to Katana. And someone did recognize that maybe this isn't the best idea. But, conversely, it seems to be alright to make fun of Mexicans, make fun, or like Hispanics, make, make fun of um, women, make fun of um, uh, class divides, for example. Mm-hmm. But again, that joke didn't play that way. Like, the white people problem thing didn't play that way. That That felt like one of the few moments where that kind of joke actually like and it felt like they were illuminating a a real problem let's call it which is what suicide squad is actually very good at yeah they deal in a lot of real world issues more so than a lot of the other superheroes that they usually keep out of it 
because of the fact that they can actually solve the problems very easy. Well, so that, you can't have su- like Superman fly in and stop the Second World War, but you could have Deadshot come and shoot some people. Well, and that's the thing. Like you think about like white people, that shit sounds like let's call it I, I just off the top of my head um, a, a redistribution of privilege. Yeah, or it's like you guys do it, I want the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it isn't us versus them. There is a divide, but it's a very real divide that mm-hmm. you know should probably be addressed. Whereas, and it's also whereas the, positive for both sides, right? Of that, of where the people in that like it's, it's recognizing like you guys have this privilege, I want that too, as opposed to I want BET, which is like you got power to give me what I want, so just give me what I want. Don't give me the power to do it myself. Exactly. Don't you know? Let's not go for quality. Just like I'm making demands and give me a, a cable channel. Fuck, like. I just, I don't know. Yeah, we can't dwell on it much longer, but... Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not worth... Um, like, it's fun, it's, and in the context of the film... It's important it's to point fun, out. It's fun, but think, you can't maybe. walk away from the theater thinking this kind of interaction is all right. I guess they can kind of get away with it again, with the sense that a lot of the lines are being spoken by either Rick Flagg being aggressive towards them, or... Um, them interacting with each other as despicable people and maybe evil isn't that evil but it's still not exactly good so you can get away with it on that level perhaps but i just don't think that a lot of those jokes landed with context Mm -hmm. so i think you're right and and, and that's it and i mean like i i always have this fear that you know i'm I'm stepping in it and white splaining or mansplaining or anything like that and so i mean like i this is this is a point where i really encourage people to to interact with us because seriously if i'm ignorant please help me out (laughs) no and that's the thing like it felt awkward maybe because we wouldn't say those things or we wouldn't but then even at that that's a problem because you still want to have the discussion you still want to have the discussion so it's nobody's responsibility to educate me, but I no. would appreciate it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, it it doesn't it doesn't seem fair to not discuss on either side. So and it, let's we can move along. Uh I I had allude I had alluded to earlier when we were talking about the Joker, some of the motivations. And I wanted to end off on this note, or at least kind of end off. Brent, if you have any thoughts, I'd love to get your final thoughts as well after mm. this, but the only moments that truly took me out was obviously a lot of the Joker moments because his motivation was questionable to me and his some of his choices were questionable to me. But also um, the – I actually verbally said out loud, which I never fucking do in theaters, when uh, El Diablo says, um, I've already lost one family. I'm not going to lose another. I literally said in the theater, that's a bad line. And, mm. and then I realized what I did, and I looked around like very apologetically. This, uh, hopefully that no one else – I didn't take anyone yeah. else out of the movie, which luckily that scene is very loud. So I don't think I ruined it for anyone. But um, – and that's a bad line because, again, the motivation is wrong there. Um, these people aren't – yeah, they aren't family. They're a makeshift one for you know, and it's okay for Harley to think that because Harley has a track record of feeling that way. But it's not okay for El Diablo to think that. It's fine for him to sacrifice himself, but he, again, he should do it as he wants to get home to his family. You know that he already fucked. It's it's not like becoming a member of that team makes you a part of of. A sorority, like yeah, yeah, or like or a, you're, you're yeah. all a you're, sorority. <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, yeah, the, the ex- sisterhood. The yeah. extent of your bonding <laughs> is that you're stuck in the same situation, so you might as well make the best yeah. of it. Not, not that we've gone through all of this 
bad stuff together, guys, and that's made us it's galvanized us to yeah. like that. Almost makes it more difficult to do what you were saying earlier. Yeah. More of like a rotating cast, like kill another person off, like, which they you, have to. You're not a family. Like you're just you're the people you're, that are in this situation right now. Yeah, exactly. That was, that and was then, a, uh, sorry, go on. Uh, Harley has the same fucking thing where she's like, you know, there's only one problem with that when she's on her knees to Enchantress. And she fucking is like, you you hurt my friends or you're going to hurt my friends or something like that. And she pulls the sword up and fucking yep. slashes her open. Which, is that Katana's sword, by the way? Because shouldn't that have taken so, Enchantress's soul, soul or, the, or, or, or June's soul? Yeah. But whatever, you know, that's fine. Uh, oversight. But... I uh, talk to that sword for a minute <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Rick Flag's just like, oh, baby, you in there? Oh. And, then, and then Katana's all like, but my, my husband's in there. <laughs> I guess we got to share now. Yeah, we got to share the sword. You get weekend. It's, it's an open relationship with the sword. Weekend visitations, yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, like, again, my friends... Uh, I did, That one wasn't that as, one wasn't as it, bad because, again, Harley can think that. She can be a little cuckoo for Coco Pops if she, without and if she's the, been the reality shit, of the situation. If Joker really did hurt her real bad, that yeah. kind of thing. Like if he really did that, sorry, there's more Texan than I meant to. Mm-hmm. But um, but that kind of thing. Then yeah, if she's looking for belonging, and that's a thing. That's that's fine. I feel like that yeah. one's a little more believable. It's like but yeah, we just had Diablo a, should have sacrificed go. himself to redeem himself, which is what he did. But for his, but it wasn't caged that way. Yeah. He should have a very guilt-driven motivation. That, that, that's a common criticism I've been hearing from friends and online and whatnot, yeah. and that kind of thing is like we're supposed oh, to I'm believe not a, that I'm this not completely original. <laughs> no, not you, not you. I mean, I just mean that like these people no, we're I supposed know. to believe. I know, but the, these people have become a super solid team and family and everything in one night. Yeah. No, we're not supposed to believe that. And but it our makes bonds it hard built. To kill yeah, off everybody. And then yeah, you're right. And I mean that's the thing. And I mean uh, that extrapolates well, we kill to some people. <laughs> but so that extrapolates to like the greater world building that I was talking about before. Where where it's just like, it, does it feel forced? And I mean, for the most part, I don't think it does. I don't feel think it feels too contrived, mm-hmm. except for the El Diablo thing, where it's just like you could, and that's I think that's a symptom of of uh, you know the, just the writing, where it's like you could have changed that line mm-hmm. and had the exact same sacrifice, and yeah. it would have been way more effective. It would have been perfect, yeah. yeah. If they had just changed his motivation for being willing to sacrifice himself in that situation. It's like, what's anybody done from aside from Will Smith just trying to get inside his head the first time he makes him use the fire? Yeah. Powers, right? Well, Harley has that great moment where he's like, oh, she's like, own that shit. And then everyone else is sympathetic to El Diablo and yeah. you in the audience are supposed to agree with Harley yeah. and also agree with them. Yeah. So, and you're supposed to, again, it's supposed to be one of those moments that plays as maybe evil isn't that evil because he understands the fault of his ways. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But he still did kill his entire family. So you you, you want his motivation when he, he sacrifices himself to to have the value that it did. Don't get me wrong. But it, it, again, it just didn't, it it came across as contrived. You know, mm-hmm. as they just needed to get to the next page of the script, kind of thing. Like. Sure. <laughs> fucking moments where he throws the fire up so that it says something. I hated that. Too. Yeah. I wanted to mention that. Before. The love, love in the yeah necessitates no larger conversation about it, but it's fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, David. <laughs> I don't know. I again, I, I didn't think he did that bad of a job in terms of. Um, I thought it felt. There were some lines in here that took me back to the writing of Training Day. And there was definitely some end-of-watch style shots 
in the film, which we talked about off air. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those in a while, so I'm not going to yeah. draw any direct comparisons right now. But well, I just think there was a little bit of um, there was a little bit of Denzel mm. delivery in the El Diablo character, at least in the writing. Mm. I feel like where you have this character that you're supposed to hate, but you can't help but find but you yourself know, he's street gravitating smart, towards him. And, yeah. yeah. So and 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 some of the language and the energy. It felt as though the same writer wrote it, is all I'm saying. Sure. But whatever. Um, okay, any other final thoughts? Or are we bringing it well, home? I, I, just one quick final thought um, is that it's something, again, that we've sort of like skirted and touched upon throughout. Because I mean, I've already mentioned how I feel about the movie, that I, I did enjoy it. It was a decent time. It's got its problems. It's not amazing. But hey, it was cool. I didn't feel ripped off. Yeah. And maybe that's because I'm not married to the source material. I don't know. But the one thing was... You're saying evil has a heart. Is that a good idea for this film? Should these guys actually have stayed despicable? Was, was Will Smith and El Diablo, and, or sorry, Deadshot and El Diablo, were, were some of them too like sympathetic characters? Like, or, or were we too sympathetic to them? Yeah, you, you know? needed another despicable person. You needed another kill. Absolutely. And, and I mean, and, and just even beyond that, even if they all sucked, even if they were all awful, awful people that we never really rooted for, or if they went with a proper anti-hero you know like where it's just like oh my god this person is absolutely reprehensible but god i hope they win and it Mm -hmm. makes you question yourself as an audience member i mean maybe that's too you know high art kind of thing but i mean i like that idea i because it's so rare like you know talking about like stuff on tv like something like a dexter or a walter white where you're just like you're sympathetic because you're a good heart in a bad situation doing a bad thing absolutely whereas like something like i'm gonna say californication you're an asshole you're written as an asshole. You want to be an asshole. Your situation is an asshole situation. Well, he but doesn't we still want to like, be an asshole. That's the like, whole point. That's the redeemer. And that, that's what I mean. It just comes down to it where it's like this particular movie, I'm like, should they have gone darker? There was a crossroads moment for me yeah. uh, in the movie on that on that uh, note where um, they've just killed all of those weird bubblehead uh, right. dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, somebody mentions... Um, like the watch. What, what was this guy doing with a watch? Right. Like, yeah. Well, these used to be people. These used to be people, and and it's like this this moment that carries so much weight for everybody. They're like, oh my god, except your murderous these villains. Used to be people. Yeah. Like that would have been the perfect <laughs> moment to to just shrug to it really off. just just throw us back on 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 the rails here. Like mm. like you know. F- Fuck it! Like who? Who cares? Like why? We do haven't you done care this a million times are, already. Like, these are. Like, yeah, I'm the a only killer. one that stays that way is Boomerang. Yeah, when he takes the he watch, takes the and yeah. even he is a little bit like, you know, he's not. He's not yeah. just being a, an opportunist about it. I mean, he looks affected mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. That little like, oh my well, god! And then that bar person. scene. We didn't talk about the bar scene at all, mm. where they're sitting there drinking, and and it was Harley who has the speech. It's like we're the worst, and people hate us. They don't. Oh, yeah, care. we it, were talking about that before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I mean that kind of thing is like, it it just all felt so like no, no, care about these characters because they're decent people. I'm like no, they're not. <laughs> One <laughs> thing I noticed is that actually now that I think about it, uh, as great as Deadshot was. I thought that he was a more ornery character. Particularly, I thought he was always very standoffish with uh, Harley mm. in the newest iteration of Suicide Squad. Um, particularly, like, and again, I'm now thinking about it in even Assault on Arkham. It's like, uh, he totally, he sleeps with her, yeah. But then he doesn't want anything to do with her. Mm. And she keeps, she's pursuing him because she's, you know, same obsession that we're talking about. But... 
Uh, neither of those things were needed. It just it's, it's interesting, but at least like Will Smith made a clear choice and ran with it. Yeah. So I can I can commend that. But I mean, as that, opposed to like method actor Jared Leto's performance. And I think that's the the continuing conversation that I want to have with this one with friends and even you know with anybody listening, where it's we we can all sort of land on one side or the other with the Joker, with mm-hmm. the characters, with the direction, with that kind of stuff. But it's more so like let's look at the you know, the, 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 the grand view of the film and the piece is like, did they go in the right direction with this? Mm. Is it just world building? Is it just like a, a sideshow kind of thing? Or yeah. could they have done something really amazing and really challenging for audiences? You know, I mean, it's clearly not that, but how easy would it be to get to that point? Yeah, I don't but you've got to understand what the source is, and the source material isn't anything more than a fun ride. But if it's like already... Avengers for oh, villains, for sure. but or if it's they're... like Justice League for right. villains. Oh, it's a direct parallel. But I mean, like, you if know, they're already or, um, what's uh, the Spider-Man Sinister Six? Sinister stuff? Six. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that's the thing. But I mean, if they're already shitting on the source material, and the fans are already pissed off, then why not make it good, like really good? But I don't, I don't think any of the fans are pissed, and I don't think they did shit on the source material. Because, for example, I mentioned right off the jump, you had You're like right. these reviews coming out that when I read them, it was just like, you know, two out of ten stars, and it was just. A write-up right. that was saying this is what Suicide Squad has always been, and yeah. I didn't understand it was a right. bad review until someone else was like, "Isn't this a bad review?" Right. And I guess the, the reason I say it that way is just because that's a response I've gotten from from friends and and fans of the books, where it's just like they feel slighted by it. I mm-hmm. can't speak to that personally. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I it's it's I. I guess near impossible to reboot a Batman franchise and not do a Joker movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuck this Joker movie. <laughs> fuck whatever. Well, they that's do why with I'm open for Long Halloween because then you only again yes. get a few minutes of Joker in there as like a passing thought. Just fuck it. If they re- even want to replace him, I can't. I can't imagine watching an entire movie oh. that, uh, with Jared Leto's Joker. I, I can't. I can't. I agree. I didn't uh, hate him, but it, I didn't like him. Yeah, either. but imagine if he was there more. Would you grow to hate him? <laughs> yeah, but not in the way that I'm supposed to. In, in exactly. the context of the film, yeah, I exactly. see your point. I don't know. I hated him. Yeah. I straight up hated him. He I took me out of was... the movie every time he was on the screen. The only great moment he had was when he was sitting on that. Oh yeah, it, uh, it was almost like the it was lap of that. It uh, almost felt like they were dark. doing flashbacks to another movie mm-hmm. and just reusing clips from another movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is fine because it can feel that way again in the context of a yeah. Suicide Squad film. They didn't break any Suicide Squad rules, right. but for anyone who doesn't know that world, it's like this isn't a film for the uninitiated. Like, you have to at least watch that animated mm. or flip through a handful of comics um, before you can go into this film where you're just like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. what is this? Another part of what you said there, um, uh, Brent, the, uh, um, you know, was it, was it a good idea, um, direction wise, uh, in hand with the, um, the, uh, what we've all kind of expressed about, about, you know, how are, how are these even bad guys at this yeah. point? Like how, how do you then take somebody that's been in this suicide squad movie and then make them a bad guy exactly. in another movie without it seeming like, Oh, like, well, but I like that, that character. Like, cause they've, cause they brought you completely on side with everybody. I mm-hmm. mean, um, there are, there are so many little things that you could have done in this movie to, to, yeah. um, to bring, to, to, to move you from being less, um, on side with, with the, um, uh, with the villains, 
like you know their their reaction to to the death of these people like having mm-hmm. having more um mm-hmm. people involved like have have a couple more situations that really do bring out how how bloodthirsty these people are and yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't really change um the rest of the movie because the rest of the movie for the most part was just talking about their connection to one another not mm-hmm. not them as compared to the rest of society. So you put a couple scenes in there like that, and you can easily make that person a yeah. bad guy in something else. Yeah. But Harley Quinn just, just kind of seems like a... Yeah, but she's always been lovable. Same with the Joker. You have that problem and that, like, you want to see yeah. them on screen, so that's okay that, that those characters are that way. Also, you don't have to worry about it with Deadshot because as a character, Floyd Lawton doesn't come into any of... Like, he's always just a peripheral, like, fucking penguin hires him or something like that. It's like, you know, it's nothing. Uh, or he's in fucking prison and Amanda Waller, you know, fucking and, calls him. Shit like that. And so. Croc and Boomerang guy, though. Well, fucking, who cares? Like, I'm not a huge Flash guy, but I literally can remember not reading Flash comics as a kid because Captain Boomerang. Like, I got comics for free and was just like, oh, thanks, I'm on the shelf. Like, you know. So, and if they go, like, they are not making a Flash movie with Captain Boomerang. He's got so many v- fucking better yeah. villains than that. Yeah. So we're okay. Have Boomerang. Have fun. That's all one of Suicide Squad. It's all B-listers. Yep. So, whatever. In that f- way, it's fun. They did their job with a bunch of B-list uh, mm-hmm. characters. They made them fucking superstars for a film. So good on them. Like I said, we they're they're definitely by this point, by the time we recorded this, they're definitely clear of a half billion. Yeah, and uh, you know, so and if there's going to be a sequel, that's that I'm fine with that. Same. It's my favorite of the DCEU thus far. Um, Will Smith was fantastic. Margot Robbie was, uh, you know, potential. Yeah, like fun, super fun. Um, yeah, and and everyone else kind of at least did their job. I thought Joel Kinnaman was fantastic as well. I, mm. We didn't talk enough about him, I don't feel, but we're not going to because the show's over. <laughs> but yeah, he he did great. I've I've you know the only misstep that I can think of in that guy's career since I became aware of him is RoboCop. Yeah, and like other than that, he's just been making like fucking home run after home and run. Right, RoboCop from the wasn't even his fault. No, <laughs> yeah. So that could have derailed a lot of people. I could have derailed Keaton's comeback too. Oh yeah. Fuck, man. In any case, uh, wrap it up. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to continue it on with you. And since you guys did start us down this rabbit hole of talking about Suicide Squad, because uh, we weren't going to get into this fight, um, reach out to us this week on social media. We're on Twitter at Mermel Podcast, at MRML Podcast. Uh, we're also, we have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash movies room my life, which we would just started to actually use so that's fantastic i'm um, starting to bring the youtube up to uh up to date that's my big project evan just gave me like 400 fucking videos on a drive to go through <laughs> so uh, i'm gonna start playing around with that we'll get the youtube up to date so uh check us out there um and remember to subscribe rate and review on our pod catcher of or on your podcatcher of choice we're on fucking itunes soundcloud google music play music whatever the hell it's called we're on that thing i too or uh, tune in we're on tune in we're anywhere that you want and if if we're not there tell us and we'll get there and then when we get there please review us because we like that we like hearing from you guys um devin you're terrible at twitter 
So I, I'm not even going to ask you, but Brent, you are good at Twitter. You always uh, talk with me on Twitter. So what is your Twitter, sir, if people want to reach out to you? I am at Twice Sliced. Right on. And uh, I'm at Not Brandon Fleet on Twitter if you want to follow me as well. I usually fucking just repost all the Mermel shit and then repost articles from other sites that I like, you know. Occasionally some sarcastic comment. The one thing that no one has ever replied to me on is when I post music stuff. You know, nobody seems to realize that I'm a musician, I guess, because of this I guess, show. You know, they just uh, they don't, they don't like, take the time to listen. Fucking talk about movies, asshole. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so uh, I, think, I think that's all of the shit that I have to pump. So, oh, email us, show at moviesroommylife.com. And uh, this is the website, moviesroommylife.com. So uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I don't know. I'm fucking tired. It's late at night here, man. Yeah. So, thanks for hanging out with us. So it goes without saying, the reviews were generally positive. <laughs> 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 oh.